Mm. Olivia Vollmer. Yes. Did I say it right? You said it right. Vollmer. You said the E instead of the A. Um, is she talking loud enough? Yeah. I can hear just fine. Okay. Matthew? Yes. That so question I'm was for Eric Maceo. Oh, okay. I'm, it'll help more. I'm trying it'll to be give, better if you bring it closer. I'm trying to give positive like feedback here. Is Perfect. that better? Okay. Who owns CrossFit 1808? Uh, Nick, Katie, and Vinny Fiorilli. And um, did they make you bring that cup? They did not. <laughs> I felt bad for not wearing their shirt. Listen, so everyone, the buy the CrossFit cup. Don't buy the CrossFit 18. No, there's only, funny story, I won this for winning a competition at our gym. There's only like four in existence. Oh, good. You're competing. Oh, you put it on eBay then. No. I won it myself. <laughs> Do you use that cup every day? Uh, yeah, especially during school. And what do you drink? Water. No coffee? Yeah, I had coffee before I got here. We offered you some here. You didn't take it? Um, well, I just drank coffee. And you, Co- don't, and you don't like LaCroix? No. You hate it. Wow. I'll drink like, okay, like, Kro- you guys have Kroger here? It's like a grocery store, whatever. Yeah, they yeah, have yeah. their own version, and it tastes way better. It doesn't taste like perfume. Oh. They have them. Um, what's funny is, is uh, LaCroix has one. It's called Coconut. And it oh, tastes like yeah. suntan lotion. And everyone's like, that's disgusting. It tastes like suntan lotion. And I'm like, it's great. It tastes like suntan lotion. That was the first one that got me hooked. Was have, coconut. You, have you had the bubbly ones? The It's like called, that's the brand, bubbly. No. Those taste better. Is, it, is that the Kroger one? No. Kroger's just like Kroger brand. Kroger brand. But I'm, there's bubbly. I guarantee they have it here. Yeah, I'm really not attached to I, the Safeway Select just straight. Yeah. Three ninety nine a twelve pack is like if you go to my house that I got just tons. I walked of that. through Whole Foods yesterday and there was a new brand that yeah. I had never heard of. It's like yeah. every other month there's one copy. You walk you walk through a Whole Foods or Amazon Whole Foods. It does feel like an Amazon store. It's pretty crazy. Just even the way that people operate, they seem like robots. Are you a Whole Foods person? Uh, we don't really have Whole Foods. I mean, we have one in Columbus, but that's an hour away from where I go to school. I know you told a story about Walmart right now, so I don't want to <laughs> dog on Walmart too hard. But if it's starting to feel Kmarty Walmarty with the signage at Whole Foods. Oh, yeah, maybe a little bit. Although I, I like the feeling, I'm an Amazon Prime member, humble brag, uh, that I'm like, you have exclusive savings. Yeah. It makes me feel like, oh, yeah, that one's for me. Here, so yesterday I went shopping and I got $4.09 in savings on a $200 purchase. But, but my whole thought is, is the things that I'm probably saving on are all the things that are bad for you. Yeah, possibly. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I, and I don't know if this is true. I just don't feel like the organic apples are on sale. Oh, so you're just like conventional? Yeah, like if I see, or if I just see something in my thing that got discounted, I think, oh, it must be shit. I must have bought like pretzels. Yeah. Something that's not good for you is all the things that are discounted. In my mind. I usually, I go there. I have to reference it. I go there for meat, and I feel like the meat, something's always on sale. I don't know. I go to Kroger. Matt (laughs) Matt comes to work for the meat. Hey, yo. (laughs) Not sure how to interpret that, but I'll take it. I know you do. Mm -hmm. We met on Instagram. Yes. And the, the, the conversation was around fibromyalgia. Myalgia. Did mm-hmm. I say that right? Yeah. And, boy, that's just like tip of spear for you. Yeah. That's, you, got, you got the whole... There's a lot more. Yeah. Um, I was digging through your Instagram, and I'm like, oh, look at this picture of her and her mom. And then I saw the picture. Oh, look, here's that picture again. Oh, here's that picture again. And you posted the same picture of your, you and your mom, you know, I don't know how many times. That's at least, I saw at least a half dozen. Yeah. And then at some point, I, it clicked that your mom passed. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking about what, what is, 
You, uh, you started CrossFitting, let, let me slow down here a second. You started CrossFitting in, on November 6, 2016. Wow, you went way back. Way back. Yes. And I did, had to do some math, right? Yeah. Like add a day, subtract a day. And, and, and how old were you when you started? Oh, shoot. I would have just turned 19. So you're 21 now? No, I'll be 21 in October. Wow, you seem so mature. Yeah, well, you do. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, Holy I was. Cow. I don't know if that's good. Hold on. Yeah, I, know, I, was, I, was, I was trying to connect the dots in my head. I was like, she was in college, found CrossFit. Now, yeah, you seem... Still much, in college. Yeah. Wow. Are, you, are you still pursuing med school? Uh, no, absolutely not. Wow, okay. For a million reasons. Okay. Um, so, you, so you started CrossFit at 19. And then I started, I started looking at your social media. And um, I started wondering why you do social media. I'm like, why does Olivia do social media? Um, so I started it, if, I don't know, if you like read all of the captions of everything, really I started like posting everything just so I had it, just so it was like, I wanna know, I wanna be able to look back on this a year later, two years later, five years later, whatever, and see the entire process. And- What process? Of just like doing CrossFit and all of that. I knew that it was gonna change my life. But you were posting yeah. years before CrossFit. Mm -hmm. I mean, what teenager doesn't use social media? Okay. Um, but it very. So is that the answer to my question? <laughs> like when I say, why did she do social media? Why did I start social media yeah. is different than why I currently use social media. Why I did you start? Just because everyone did. Like, right. I mean, I'm 20, so think about when technology really started. So everyone's got downloads the app. You download the app. Yeah. And you start posting. Okay. Yeah. And then when you started CrossFit, was that the first time your social media had a purpose? Um, a defined purpose? Yeah, I think so. Really, I mean, maybe before that a little bit, just like, I don't know. Like, I guess there's the purpose of like sharing with my family. Like I have family all over the United States and like I don't see them very often, whatever. So like they can see, hey, I'm alive. That's still kind of a purpose. Um, and maybe like sharing my faith a little bit with people around me, but for the most part, it was just posting to post. And then when CrossFit came in, there was really like a genuine purpose behind it. And has that evolved? Yeah, for sure. Cause, I, cause um, my perspective was it started off for accountability, but has moved to inspire others. Mm -hmm. And it's still accountability. Like, I mean, I guess, so the main thing that I post is definitely to inspire other people and to like share CrossFit because I obviously know that it has the power to change lives where like Instagram story, that's more accountability things and like posting what I'm eating or what I'm doing at the gym that day. Just so like, if I don't post those things, people legitimately like, why didn't you go to the gym? Why'd you eat this? Or did you not eat lunch? Different things like that. That like it is accountability. So both reasons. You were born where? Uh, Toledo, Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. And you say that with pride? Uh, Ohio's okay. Okay, good. Um, it was like I pried some secret from you. The way I you said no, it. I I love Ohio. Um, we bleed red, white, and blue. Or er, <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah, you do yeah, that too. That's not. I don't even. Toledo isn't that bad of a town. Mm, yeah, it is. I'm not, okay, so I didn't live in Toledo. Uh -huh. I lived in a town called Napoleon. It's like 8,000 people, literally cornfields everywhere. Um, it was a good place to grow up, but I was born in Toledo. I was like, I was in NICU for, I don't know, I was born like 27 days early or something. Wow. wow. Yeah. Why were you born 27 days early? Um, I really don't know, but like when I was born, so I don't really know how to explain this scientifically, but my dad's blood had certain antibodies and my mom's had other ones and they like didn't like each other so I had to have 
three blood transfusions right when I was born to literally live. So they took all of my dad's blood out and put all of my mom's in. And then I was in the NICU for like two weeks or something. Wow. Yeah. So some doctor will now send me a DM. It, it was uh, like, that's <laughs> called blah, 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 like which an- I appreciate, which I appreciate. It was like anti-Rubens or something like that. Bob will send me a wiki article on it. That's his thing. Oh, there's a great wiki article. Or, <laughs> Actually, I like his. I like yeah, his I love when he articles. emails me too. It was what? Say it again. Like anti-Rubens or something. I'm probably butchering the, that. The name. Yeah. Okay. And so you're born, um, you, you enter the world with struggle. Mm-hmm. And do you have siblings? I have four older brothers and an older sister, but they're all half siblings. So I'm the only one from my parents. And were they from your dad's side or your mom's side? Both. Oh, okay. I have three brothers from my dad and then a brother and a sister from my mom. And are they significantly older than you? Um, so the oldest two are 15 and 14 years older. And then I have my brother and sister from my mom are eight and seven. And then one's 22 months. Okay. So, oh, kind of all over the place. Yeah. And are you still friends in contact with everyone? Um, I talk to my the two that are closest to me in age most. The other ones, they kind of are just like at their own phases in life because one's 15 years older than me. Like he's 35. He's so. doing his thing. Yeah. Um, anyone else do CrossFit? No. Are they going to? Uh, I'm trying to get my dad to. I think it'd be really good for him. I, your dad, yeah, your dad totally needs to do it. He already lost 100 pounds, right? Uh, he lost like 160 Jeez. What did yeah. he do to lose that weight? Um, so in 2015, week before Christmas Eve, he had three heart attacks in mm-hmm. 18 hours, was in the hospital, um, had a stent placed in his aortic valve, something or other. And he like had no idea what they were saying to him. And I was the only one living at home at the time. So I just like sat there and was like listening to these doctors tell me all of this stuff that I was like. Ugh. You were like 17 or 18? <laughs> yeah, I had just turned 18 and I was like, Okay, so basically his life is now literally in my hands. And like we had to have some really tough conversations. He was smoking and I was like, dude, stop. Like he had stopped when I was younger and then started again and lied to me for two years. And I was like, what are you doing? And I was like pretty mean to him. Um, when he lies to you about his smoking, you know, though, he's really. No, smoking. I didn't know. Oh, you didn't I know. had no idea for two years. And the nurse said something and I was like, what? And she's like, oh, it's <laughs> like, oh, that's great. Um, I, I, I meet people all the time who smoke, who I think think that no one knows the smoke. But like, hey, we can smell that shit. Seriously, the rest of my family yeah, knew. it's noticeable. And I was the only one living at home, and I had no idea. Like, I was whatever. But like, I worked a lot. He was hanging out with my brother, whatever. We didn't see each other a ton. And I was, I had just graduated a few months <laughs> earlier. So, um, but yeah, he came home, and all of his food had to change. He had to go to cardiac rehab, all of Did his Did he quit stuff. smoking? He did. Um, Matt, would you judge someone... Or Olivia or Eric, <laughs> would you judge someone more for smoking or judge someone more for smoking and hiding it? Smoking and hiding it. Own it. I don't know if I, I don't know if I would judge either one. Wow, yeah. that's not an option. I just I just think it's fucking stupid. Regardless, <laughs> I won't judge you. <laughs> so well, um, so he was he was closet smoker, 150 pounds overweight. Um, yeah, I don't really know what he weighed specifically, but he's kind of where he's at now. He's been there for a while. But am I exaggerating when I say uh, that? No, he, he lost like 160 pounds. Okay, so, so 160 pounds overweight, mm-hmm. um, s- closet smoker. Um, and when you say he ate like shit and had to change his diet, what, what, what did he eat? 
um fast food oh my gosh i grew up on hamburger helper mm-hmm. literally oh, yeah. the most disgusting thing in the world great commercials though i like, loved it as so a kid oh no <laughs> it was so good um just like i mean i don't know do you really not like it or do you have to tell yourself no that so i you really don't? don't like it wow like when we ate that growing up i was like can i have something else like i just didn't like it i mean it was basically um, it was like americanized pasta and yeah it was and meatballs, just right Nothing that comes out of a box like that should be consumed by a human being. You could, but just add water. No. Yeah. You it, don't even just add water. They have like tuna ones, chicken ones. You add milk. Like there's a, it's crazy. It is crazy to think the shit that we used to eat as kids. You would open it a bag, like a white bag, uh-huh. and it would be lined with like a cellophane, and there'd be like powder and like yeah. dried peas and stuff in there, and you pour it over some noodles and hot water and eat it. Well, it's like you th- look at the at the macaroni and cheese in the blue box. I mean, I don't know what that yellow powder stuff is. I mean, it's delicious, but I have no idea what it was. I took organic chemistry. You don't want to know what it is. Probably better in the dark, huh? Yeah. (laughs) You're born in Toledo. You're born 27 days late. You come home. Early. uh, Early. Born 27 (laughs) days early. It's an important distinction. (laughs) Avi was born 21 days late. Late? Yeah. That's well, elite, and it was. I think it was illegal in the state of California for her to give birth to him at home 21 days late. After two weeks, I think you have to induce a woman. Isn't that crazy? Oh, you can uh, induce? Mm-hmm. No, never mind, never mind. Let's so, talk for another time. Um, and and t- tell me about growing up. Um, Are you homeschooled? Do you go to no, regular school? I went to regular public school. Um, so until I was seven, which was when my mom died, I lived with my mom and then my nana, which was her mom. Um, and she just kind of lived there to take care of my mom. My mom had a disease called scleroderma. It's an autoimmune disease that... Um, kind of hard to explain i was always told it's like arthritis for your organs so basically in the process of her passing away her organs just like dried up and died like she couldn't function um so my grandma was around to like take care of her and she went to dialysis and all kinds of stuff and was always like strung out on drugs because her pain was so bad um so i finished out that was my second grade year did she have you with that no so well, yes and no. You're if you have it, you're born with it, but there's like an onset of it and after I was born, I think she like fell and broke her hip and that was kind of like the onset of it. Um it's like stress induced, which most autoimmune diseases are like that. And your dad wasn't living at home? Correct. They separated when I was like 3 or something. They never actually got a divorce, but he was living away and he was a truck driver when I was younger, so I didn't see him that early on, but then he started like working a factory job and basically he'd pick me up from school. I'd spend every day after school with him. So I saw both parents every day. And then when she passed away, um, I finished out that school year living with my grandma and then I moved. So that was Grand Rapids. It's like 500 people. Did he ever let you sit in his lap when he drove the truck? I don't remember. All right. He did some interesting things as a child. Apparently he gave me beer all the time and I'd like go tell my mom on him and great childhood do you drink beer now uh i'm not old enough oh not 21 do you drink beer now no oh um (laughs) and then (laughs) so you're seven years old and you're at home and is your grandmother still alive today uh no she passed away in my freshman year of high school so you're seven years old do you remember your mom um not really to be honest like i remember I remember certain things. I remember calling my sister a couple years ago and like asking what color her eyes were. And that was kind of like, that was hard. Um, but I more or less remember the idea of having a mom versus really remembering my mom. Because, Do you remember losing your mom? Yeah, for sure. So the, the 
you remember losing her more than you remember her. Wow. Yeah, I just remember her being sick. Like, she was sick pretty much my whole life and in and out of the hospital, like, EMS coming to my house every week because she had seizures. And, like, mm-hmm. I remember the bad stuff. I don't really remember anything good. So did you grow up scared? Um, <laughs> no, I think I grew up pretty aware of my surroundings. Like, I was in grief, grief counseling before she even died because they knew, like, they needed to deal with it. And, um... I think looking back, like I turned out okay. <laughs> what, what what is that like? What is grief counseling? Um, it's just like, so in the beginning, it was just kind of talking about like this is kind of happening, and how do you feel about this, and how do you feel about your mom being sick, and um, afterwards, it was just like going through how to readapt to life in the whole like five stages of grief of like denial, and I don't even know what they are anymore, um, and just like kind of making sure I wasn't a depressed seven year old, which. I don't remember it. My sister told me I told her I was going to blow my head off so I could die. <laughs> so maybe I didn't do so well, but like it was, I don't, I don't remember the exact details of it, but I know I went and I know that it helped. And then it was also kind of transitioning me to a new school because I moved. Mm. So I left all of my friends like two months after my mom died. Oh, yeah. Um, Talk about fighting an uphill battle. You know, yeah. Okay. I want to interrupt you here for a second. Um, we, uh, during the regionals, I traveled for two of the weeks, and um, four different people came up to me and said, hey, I'd like to see you guys do more podcasts on PTSD, and not not just around, maybe they didn't say it like that, PTSD, because I'm not sure if that's strictly with um, vets returning home um, from service, but they just wanted more on mental health, mental health, and I, I wanted to be like, man, that, that's, we do so much on mental health, mm-hmm. and they were, but I think that they wanted like sp- Specific. it to be more um, explicit. Can we chalk this one up as we're as a mental health <laughs> podcast? I mean, we're not even there yet. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. All right. there's a, Hopefully, we'll get there. There's a definite connection right. between the physical and the cognitive space. Definite. I mean, it's how, how do you even argue against that? Have you read the journal article? Yes, yours. Okay, yeah. yeah I'm yes, like, ma'am. <laughs> this is all <laughs> mental <laughs> health. Look at you calling me out like you're my mom. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh yeah, Brittany. Brittany Saylor. We got to. I have her name here. We got to give her props. Yeah, oh, yeah she's Brittany. awesome. Shout out. She's she so fun She's incredible. You did enjoy working with her. Yeah, she's Good. great. She gets this article, job. it actually came out like a year after I interviewed with her. So like, none of those numbers are accurate at all. But that's fine. <laughs> Better late than never. Yeah. It's, how, how did you two meet each other? Um, she had emailed a bunch of affiliates, I guess, just like asking if they had any people in their gym that like wanted to share stories or whatever and my coach gave her my name and I was like Katie what are you doing and she's like hey if it can help someone and I was like you're right so so you didn't want to share your story at first it's like fuck Um, you this is my journey no it wasn't that I didn't want to share I was just kind of afraid of it like it says in the article it was talking about like how I had thoughts of suicide and stuff like that and none of my family knew that and I knew that they would read it and I was just kind of I wasn't I hadn't really dealt with it yet but then a year later it came out and I was like I don't care whatever Um, It's more than thoughts. You were... Oh, yeah. It's more than thoughts. It sounds like you were, like, teetering. Yeah. There were plans, for sure. Did you ever write the note? No. Were you going to write the note? Um, No. So I had gone home one weekend my freshman year and just kind of, like, said my goodbyes. Uh, Freshman year in high school? Freshman year of college. College. Oh, Mm -hmm. right. Went home. You mean by say your goodbyes, you mean, like, you went and saw people? Yeah, like, I went home for the weekend. They didn't know you were saying goodbye, but Mm -hmm. you gave them, like, an extra touch or a hug or... Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think they really realized that even with the article. Like I was, I was fully ready to do it. And hey, I, I really, I really like you. How do you know? Because when I was gonna kill myself, I actually went out of my way to say goodbye to you. <laughs> no. You were on the list. That's kind of just a good practice anyway. I want everyone to do that today. If you, if 
you were going to kill yourself today, who would you call and tell them you love? Yeah, have you, have you ever run down like that list before? Why no. would we? We shouldn't no. be running down well, that I feel list. Like sometimes, sometimes, just, just like as a motivation. Well, to give I feel little, like sometimes know. if I'm on an airplane, remember the time we were on the flight down to LA and we thought we thought we were going to crash? You mm-hmm. kind of run down that list. You're like, okay, what, what's important to me right now? I mean, I, I do at least. I, when, when I'm on a plane and that happens and I get scared pretty easily on planes, I will, anyone's name who pops in my head, I will say, I love you, Matt Bischel. Even if like, <laughs> even if someone's name pops in my head who I don't like or I'm frustrated, I will just say they're, you know, mm-hmm. I love you, Matt Bischel. Okay. And I say I love you, Eric Maciel. It's, yeah. kind of, it's like a yeah. triangle we got yeah. going on here. Um, so, mm-hmm. you you're seven years old. Um, your mom passes. You you share the fact that your sister. Um, you don't really remember it, but I don't remember that. But your sister has told you stories where mm-hmm. you were obviously shaken yeah um and you um, do you immediately switch to start living with your dad or does your grandma keep taking care Um, of you so my mom passed away in march and i finished out the school year and then my dad had had a back surgery and i moved in with him right around that time just to like help out with stuff at seven yeah and my brother moved in with us at that time too because he was living with his mom and stuff was just not okay um so yeah and then actually his mom lived with us too I've always lived with a bunch of family members. And she and he was two years older, your brother? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When when I was um, eight years old, you know, I would be riding my bike and I'd crash off my bike and then I'd be lying on the ground crying and I would always say, Mom, Mom. Even if like she wasn't around, I would mm-hmm. scream for my mom. Did did you do you remember after your mom was gone, wanting your mom? Oh yeah, of course. And it's been like a process. I mean, we just hit thirteen years this year, so now it's a little different because I've I've found those people that are mom and that play that role and do that for me. But yeah, there are still days I'm like, I really wish I could just see my mom. Like, you know, I think that's normal. But I was also really close to my dad. Like my mom, my mom was really close to her dad. So she instilled that really early that she wanted me to have a relationship with him and be close to him. So that's that's great. Yeah, that's cool that that worked out like that. Yeah. So you're moving with your dad. Your dad's busted up, back surgery, seven mm-hmm. years old. You're already kind of in this caretaker Yeah, yeah, position. and he was disabled. So he, um, when I was, dude, I don't even know, when I was like six. Is that right? Yeah, I was six. So right before my mom passed away, my dad was in a car accident that messed up his back, and he's been disabled since. So, yeah, I've kind of been caretaker for a long time. This is a lot to handle. I look back on my six-year-old self, and I remember, like, coloring in first grade or something. Nothing. I mean, I remember those things, too. Yeah, but, I mean, it's I, what I'm getting at is it, it's a lot to handle at that age. And, and if you have a bad back and you're 160 pounds overweight, that's not good. Yeah, and he wasn't always overweight. He really wasn't. He, for a long time, he moved furniture, um, and he was pretty active when he was growing up, played football in high school, stuff like that. So it was just, like, a later-on-in-life thing. Um so so now at seven years old, are and, and what's your health like at seven years old? Are you a chunky kid? Are you a lean oh, yeah. kid? Yeah, for sure. I actually remember when I was, I think I was seven. It was after my mom passed away. I remember my dad and my nana, so my mom's mom, taking me to Columbus, which three hours away from home, to see a nutritionist when I was like seven. And that was like legitimately still one of the most scarring things in my life. I was talking to my coach about it a couple months ago because she's like, yeah, if you're hungry, you just don't eat like you just shouldn't eat and I was like what (laughs) like what (laughs) like at seven I knew that wasn't okay um and I definitely like looking back I know my family cared and like they wanted to see me be healthy and sure lose weight whatever but 
I was like, you're not living it. And then it just felt like condemnation and judgment and not like we love you and we care about you and we want to see you be healthier. Type People, please be careful what you say to kids. Yeah. You're seven years old. You're in the room with your dad and your nana. Mm-hmm. And the nutritionist looks you in the eyes and said, hey, you need to not eat so much. Yeah. And when you get hungry, just don't eat. Yeah. It was like the whole idea of you should eat breakfast and lunch and dinner. And like, I remember legitimately having papers of like calorie count and like measurements as a seven year old. Like what? Like, I still don't want to do that. And I'm 20. I mean, I do because whatever, but I'm, like, I'm no genius, but I'm an expert when it comes to parenting and kids. And let me, <laughs> let me tell you what they should have done. Self-claimed. You should have never gone to that. Your parents should have gone to that. And it should have been nutritional counseling for your dad and your nana. And, and it wasn't their responsibility. It was the nutritional coach should have said, hey, you guys need to lead by example. And you need to only have food in the house and only eat what you want her to eat. And that's it. Yeah. There's, no, there's nothing for the kid to do. It's like, it's like the guy with the fat dog. It's, it's your fault. <laughs> Stop feeding your dog shit and so much. That's it. I mean, the, 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 if you have a seven-year-old kid who needs a nutritionist, it's not, it's not the kid who needs a nutritionist. Have you ever taken a dog to dog training? And they, the first thing they always tell you, no matter who the dog trainer is, I'm not, we're not here to train the dog. We're here to train you. Because oh, you need yeah. to be trained on how to train the dog. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's always, that's like the first thing. It's, it's, and that person's a professional nutritionist, and I'm, what am I a professional of? Child, child rearing. Camera lover. <laughs> Holding the and I and I know and I know, I know better than that. Are you gonna have kids? Uh, I don't know. I've never really had a desire. Yeah, me neither. To be honest. Yeah. No, never. I mean, I did when that... I was younger, but the older I get, the less and less <laughs> I want them. And like my sister's having a baby, I'm like, cool, I'll just be the cool aunt and yeah. whatever. But sure, I'll probably. Have I'm gonna kids give you the someday. same advice your nutritionist said. If you get the desire to have kids, just don't. <laughs> just shove it down. I have, a, I have a cat and I'm very happy. <laughs> See, I'm allergic to cats. I'll be a dog person and just like work. I don't know. Actually, Savant's kids are great. I love your yeah, kids. Yeah, your kids are so cute. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Eric? They're nice. <laughs> <laughs> you go to a nutritionist. At, so so, so y- that your mom passes away. You mm-hmm. switch schools and you're taken to a nutritionist who tells you to stop eating. That Yeah. I'm, hello, I'm seven. Yeah. Not Savant, but I'm seven. Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. That's a tough year. Yeah. And and um, does that cause you to eat more? What, I mean, wh- oh, yeah. Food is like, food is the friend, right? Like, everyone has that. That was the source of comfort. That was the coping mechanism because I it was always there. And when I moved in with my dad, like, that was his way of saying, like, I love you and providing, like, here, you have food. Yeah, so totally. hard not to give your kids food. It, it was like feel- that with my grandparents. Yeah. 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 And, like, that's not to say we didn't eat, like, fruits and vegetables growing up. Like, we we ate healthy food, but that was the supplementation to the unhealthy food. Yeah, you, you, your dad would bring you a basket of strawberries and a, a tube of magic shell, chocolate is, magic shell. I don't even know what that is. Stuff you squeeze on the strawberries oh, and like it turns hard. And yeah, and yeah, it turns hard. Yeah, that stuff's gross. <laughs> it doesn't expire for, like, 100 years. You don't like any of the good stuff. You no. Don't like <laughs> you don't like magic shell. You don't like hamburger. I don't helper. like the texture. Oh, okay. Hershey syrup is where it's at. Ooh, right. Am I allowed to say that on here? Yeah, for sure. You, you can, can say, say whatever, whatever you want. want. <laughs> we, uh, CrossFit Inc. just sells the truth, so you can say whatever you want. Okay. Um, are you at this point religious? I noticed in your Instagram you have, I'm going to screw this up too, you have um, Colossian? 
Colossians. Colossians. Mm -hmm. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Correct. Uh, Colossians 3.23, Matthew. Colossians. Colossians. Yes. Um, <laughs> Sounds like something you wear when it's wet outside. <laughs> no, those are the people that lived in Colossae in the Bible. Anyways, no, at that time I wasn't. Um, at that time, like, I kind of grown up going to church. Like, my neighbors took me to church or something. So I, like, had this idea of God and whatever, and I was like, dude, God killed my mom. He can't love me. Like, that was just legitimately my thought process. And it came later on in life. came in middle school. And how did it come? Um, I needed help with algebra homework, and my friend's parents were like, hey, if you come to youth group, we can help you with your homework, because she was a nurse, he's an engineer, pretty smart people. Um, and I just went, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, all my friends went to youth group, pastor's kind of cool, whatever, and I just stayed, and then it became a really, I mean, the most important part of my life. How did it go from something superficial, um, like a place to um, have friends and um, learn algebra? By the way, that's a beautiful picture. What, what 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 is it? Hands, two hands. hands? Oh, working hands, hands on a shovel. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. How did it go from something superficial to algebra <laughs> and friends? And I don't mean superficial in a negative way, but yeah. I mean to um, something that uh, profoundly touched you. That that d something deeper. Um, so I started going to church in November of that year, whatever it was like 2010 or something, and that was right around the time that I was really missing my mom just like I was like dude I just miss my mom like um and that uh, like a month you're 11 years old um sure okay. 2010 now you're older 12 yeah. I was 38 13 I was 13 <laughs> I was doing the math in my head <laughs> yeah I was 13 <laughs> okay um so I was in eighth grade and I that was the first time that I really was like okay like I think I want to commit suicide like and that was just there and for some reason, I don't know, I was like laying in bed and I was like, okay, God, the whole, if you're real thing, you're going to do this. And literally two minutes later, one of my friends texted me and he's like, I don't know why I'm saying this to you, but please don't kill yourself today. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and I just kind of like spent some more time with it, asked questions to like the youth pastor and stuff, read my Bible, whatever. And it just, I think like, for anyone that is religious, Christian, whatever, it's just like a, it happens. Like you start reading it more and believing it and it just changes your life. It's not anything that I did really. You were, you were, um, I don't want to, um, I don't want to use this word because I don't want to belittle what you said because it was so good on its own, but th there were synchronicities in your life. There were, um, you didn't feel alone. Yeah. I think that a lot of people would call it a coincidence that that happened but I like no that was God like that was in my opinion that was God saying hey like I'm real don't do this I care about you and I'm not done with you yet um, you said where are you and not expecting an answer and you heard a whisper I'm right here yeah basically which is crazy did that give you tingles when I did that Matt <laughs> I'm right here I have nightmares with that sound <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's really a great story yeah <coughs> When I was um, seven or eight years old, my dad owned a, a wine and cheese store, mm -hmm. and it was on Solano Avenue in Berkeley, California. And he he had a there was a bank down the street where he banked at, and they were having a party. And I don't know why, but my dad's like, "Oh, you should go down there for the grand opening party." So I went down there for the grand opening party, and they were having a raffle. And there was a cheesecake to be raffled. Just plain? Yeah, just plain cheesecake. Okay. And I loved cheesecake, and so they handed me a raffle ticket. 
and it was like the first, I'd never like prayed to God or anything. <laughs> I just knew I just knew this <laughs> this creature, the God. And I said, "Dear God, if I hold my breath for thirty seconds, can you have me win this cheesecake?" And I held my breath for thirty seconds, or what I thought to be thirty seconds. I counted to thirty, and I won the cheesecake. <laughs> Don't think it's quite the same thing. But, are you, you are know. you kidding me? I mean, it's not yours is far more. Um, <laughs> yours is far more impactful. You lived, you know, you survived. But like, yeah. it's all relative, man. That, that I would that, call a coincidence. Oh, that's suicide and winning a that, cheesecake. That no, that was amazing. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Okay. I couldn't believe it. I was young. I was young. I didn't have big things to put on. You were thirteen. I was seven. I was, I was like, for me, cheesecake was huge. You know what I mean? It's like it is pretty yeah. big. Did you beat the whole thing right there? Olivia's thinking about getting up and leaving. <laughs> God, this is supposed to be the safe room. This is the most insecure I've ever felt in here. Squeeze on my mic. Um, did you share? Did you share that story with that gentleman who sent you the text? Yeah, he knows. We're still friends. He does CrossFit now. Hey, did you get him into it? Mm-hmm. You want to give him a shout out? No. Okay. How? 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 Um, and, and you were still heavy at thirteen. Yeah. And were you just getting heavier and heavier? Yeah, I remember, I don't know when exactly in eighth grade, but I remember going to the doctor and being weighed, and it was 281. And I was like, that is the highest I will ever go. Um, spoiler alert, that's not the highest I ever went. But, like, I remember that. And, yeah, then high school happened. 281. Yeah. The last time, this is funny, I asked my doctor the last time I was there. The last time I weighed what I currently weigh, I was in the third grade. So I was eight. You mean right now? Yeah. Yeah. And that was actually still like 15 pounds ago. So I might have even been younger. If you took, a, 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 let's say, an average girl who's five, six, 140 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. That seems like a healthy yeah. weight. Five, five, 140 pounds. I'm thinking in the eighth grade. Yeah, okay. An eighth grade girl who's, who's five, five, 140 pounds. And then took a 135-pound barbell. That's the barbell with the 45s on there. That's what you were doing. You carried around in your yeah. day-to-day life. Yeah, there are moments 135 now. 135-pound barbell everywhere you went. There are days that I, like, squat something, and I'm like, oh, my God, how did I live life like that? Because, I, like, I don't really remember it, but... Um, Kai Rainey said, and I've said this so many times in this room, that it's harder to be 300 pounds. I'm not quoting her exactly right, but I think she'll forgive me. Kai Rainey said, it's harder to be 300 pounds than it is to do any, any, any CrossFit workout. Is that, is that true? Yeah. I and she's so. on, because of that, how could you not do CrossFit? The only thing harder than being 300 pounds is doing CrossFit at that weight. Right. <laughs> that's, that's awful. I guess I wasn't that heavy when I started CrossFit. Because I lost weight pre-CrossFit. How did you lose weight? Um, so when I was diagnosed with fibro, P.S., two years is tomorrow. I went back on Instagram, which is kind of crazy. That you were diagnosed with it? No, well, that I, like, started working I'm having trouble that, that, that uh, God, save your hate messages, people. She's, <laughs> Olivia's going to unfuck me. But I'm having trouble. <laughs> be- I read a little bit on fibromyalgia. Mm-hmm. I'm having trouble with believe it, it, it exists. Yeah, a lot of people do. I had a doctor. The doctor that diagnosed me three weeks later told me it was all in my head and I was making it up. I don't know about, I don't know about that, but, I mean, I think it's like a collision of a, from, I mean, and like I said, I only did, like, an hour's worth of reading on it, mm-hmm. but not that it, it doesn't exist. Like you don't, you're not experiencing it, but just that it's um, 
there's something it can't be measured it's not it can't be measured right yeah it's so it's considered a rule out diagnosis so like if you have the symptoms of an autoimmune disease mm -hmm. most autoimmune diseases you can run a test to show that you have markers or whatever this one you can't so it's like well you don't have any of these so it's probably this which is really frustrating because you have to like, I had to convince myself that I wasn't crazy and I wasn't making it up. You just explained my friendship with Matt. Oh my goodness. Most people I'm like, yeah, I really like that person, my friend. With Matt, it's not like that's just I ruled out, well, he doesn't have all that bad shit. I guess he could be my friend. I'm not looking for your validation. <laughs> I'm just telling you. That's, you're a lot, he's the only one. You're, that means maybe he's not a real friend. Okay, sorry. I can live with that. Um, we're getting close to 100 shows. You're going to make it to my favorites. Me? I'm going to put what? Matt in my favorites yeah, on my I, phone at 100 shows. I don't want that. I want something else. I don't have any one of my favorites. That's you don't? good. No, I Yeah, it's a pointless thing. The people that are my favorites are in the recently called list. Exactly. Good call. Exactly. And I actually I actually do go there more. You're yeah. right. R rarely. It's kind of like on a whim I go to the favorites. I'm like, oh, fuck, I want to get their number, but I don't want to like, look for it. Maybe they're in the favorites. I call like four people. Yeah, who, who makes phone calls? That's another good point. I call my dad. I call my sister. And I call a couple friends from school. How about your boss? Do you have a job? Yeah, but I work on campus. I email my boss, text him, whatever. Um, Matt asked how you lost the weight, but and that's a great question. <clears throat> yes. But before we, and, and then you said it was two years to the day. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. That you were diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Not that I was diagnosed, that I started like actually doing something. But the doctor was like, dude, you need to lose weight. Like that's the way you do it. That's how you feel better. If you move, if you eat better, it made me be vegan for a while. It was awful. Ugh. It actually wasn't that awful. Vegan's cool. I'm cool with vegan. Then I moved to school and it's impossible. Uh, not killing animals is cool. But I want to go back to this thing. Um, there's two really intense things you said. You weigh at the age of 21 years old. What you The last time you weighed this much, you were eight years old. Mm -hmm. and, the, and, the, and the other thing that you said is that at age 13, you weighed 281 pounds. Yep. So you go in there and you tell yourself, I'm never going to weigh more than this. You're in eighth grade. Are people making fun of you at this point in your life or looking at you weird? Or is that, I mean, uh, are you the heaviest person you know? No, no. There were a few more that like I went to school with or something, but. Do you bond with those kids? The other heavy kids? No, I was like friends with average size people. Um, I think that legitimately in my school, there were so many of us that it wasn't odd. It wasn't so polarizing. Yeah. yeah. Like. I just went to a public school. There were a lot of us. I mean, you were twice. Is it fair to say you were twice the weight you should be? Mm, probably. Like, I like, don't really like, know. Like at 13, maybe 140 is a good weight. Sure. I mean, it's big. Yeah. I just don't really care about numbers anymore. Right. So I'm like, whatever. Spoken like a true CrossFitter. Yeah. So so what do you do? do what, what Do you do any plan of attack? Do you start vomiting? So, do you... No. Well, that's later. Not vomiting, but goodness we'll get there okay um yeah so my doctor was like well you should go for walks and do yoga and I was like okay whatever so that's what I did and I just like started eating better but then I was like oh well if I eat less food then I weigh less mm -hmm. insert eating disorder that has been like 13 legit. years old is the perfect time to pick that one up no not 13 this <laughs> oh, was when oh, I was oh. diagnosed okay 13 I was still oh I gained weight throughout high school I worked at Taco Bell for two years don't ever do that to yourself ever I used to love me some Taco Bell uh, me too oh I still do <laughs> yeah but working there was you get you, free you food when you work there what do you get when you go there now uh it depends I mean I worked there for two years I know everything just don't eat steak and don't eat beans that's my rule there 
Yeah. Because you know how they're prepared? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's I don't not, know. Let's not say anything too crazy. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> I'm, a pretty, I'm a pretty typical just like taco person. Oh, just a regular taco? Well, here's the thing. I'm not supposed to eat gluten anymore. Like I've pretty much cut out gluten. Makes my stomach hurt really bad. So like think about Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you kind of can't yeah. eat much there. But if I am eating gluten, crunch wrap or quesadilla That's for what sure. I'm saying. Daigle, Daigle came yeah. up to me about an addiction. He had like crunch wraps for like years. Okay. Thought it was hilarious. If you ever do go to Taco Bell, mm-hmm. you don't have to say you do, but get the quesadilla sauce added to the crunch wrap. Okay. That's the way to go. <laughs> Nutritional advice. Secret, <laughs> Secret menu. <laughs> Were you hey. drinking soda at this time? Oh, yeah. And what would you drink? What was your drink of choice? Um, I don't know. Mountain Dew, probably. Wow. Yeah, that's Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> I believe red, white, and blue and Mountain Dew. That is, I mean, that's the killer of killers. Yeah, That Mountain one Dew. is... That well, thing. Well, why is it so much worse? It, it just seems to be it, that. Is it that, um, that yellow five? Midwest redneck fucking breakfast, lunch, dinner. It has like, brominated vegetable oil in it. You know that's in motor oil? Mm. Yeah. Isn't is that, that true? Cra- yeah, for real. I remember it was like the, it was the drink of choice for gamers. And it has the most sugar. Yeah, that, that I didn't know too. Did you ever see Mountain Dew Mouth? Do you know what that is? Yeah, West Virginia, right? Do you know what that is? No. That's when you give your babies Mountain Dew in their bottle. Oh, my gosh. And their whole gum line I've, liter- I've seen people do that, though. Or, like, it, literally, I've seen people give their kids, like, Kool-Aid in bottles. Do you I think th- your parents did that to you? Toledo. Toledo. No. Don't get crazy. Don't <laughs> no. get all denial and shit. No, don't, I really don't. Look don't look it up, Eric. I don't want to <laughs> look at it. I think, it's in that, I think there's a part in that sugar film where they talk about Mountain Dew mouth. Here's the thing. I wouldn't be surprised if my parents did that to me. But, like, now we know. Yeah, okay, now I'm going to ask you again. Did your parents do that to you? No, I really don't think they did. <laughs> so growing up, my mom drank Mountain Dew and my dad drank Pepsi. But then at some point in his life, he switched from Pepsi to like Sierra Mist, 7-Up, whatever, Clear uh, Pop. Trying to lighten it up. Yeah. Now there's no caffeine in 7-Up. What a waste. I know. Or like Dr. Pepper or something. My fr- I, I, I had a fr- The first time I ever saw anyone drink Mountain Dew, I was in my 20s. And I, and I went and visited a friend, Travis Bajant, West Virginia. Mm. And he drank Mountain Dew morning, lunch, and dinner. Oh, It was his coffee. And I was like, wow, I've n- I, like in California, I never knew anyone who drank Mountain Dew. Really? No. It's not, it's not, it's not really a... Interesting. Yeah, I want to say later in life is when I saw Mountain Dew as well. And then recently, Morgan Freeman was their, is their spokesperson on a Super Bowl commercial. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, how could he do that? Interesting. Well, do- dollar bills, right? It does, it, I mean... Cha-ching. <sighs> I don't want to... He's the voice of America. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's an American and and, and 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 black icon. I was gonna say, I think he it has was... re, he has responsibility, built-in responsibility. Yeah, you would think, but I mean, everyone's got a number, right? I will not do a Mountain Dew commercial. I'll quote you on that. I won't either. Olivia, are you gonna do one? No. All right, good. Um, so, do you <laughs> still drink soda? Uh, occasionally. And how much? Um, when you were thirteen, did you drink diet soda? Um, no, that was probably high school. So you're 13 years old, and how much soda would you drink? Like co- every day, a Coke, a can of Coke? Oh, every meal. I, we were in every meal family. And you, did you have the two liters or the cans in your fridge? Um, both, I think. More two liters, probably, I think. That great sound of opening the, f- the first person to open the two liters, <laughs> and that's so awesome. You're like, oh, I'm getting a really good carbonated one. <laughs> I don't think I've heard that in like two years. That's good. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's I awesome. I forgot about that sound. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a, uh, is a welcoming sound. 
or you go to pull it out of the fridge and you accidentally drop it and you're like, oh, I know I should wait, but I'm just going to take the cap off slowly instead. Yeah. <laughs> now, now it's like in my adult life, it's like opening up a kombucha is like that. That's horrible for you. <laughs> so, um, 13 years old, craving your mom, started going to church group, mm-hmm. um, significantly overweight. Yeah. Um, still living at home with your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and your brother and one of your sisters? No, my brother and my grandma. Your brother and your grandma. Mm-hmm. You did have a sister move in, though, for a while, didn't you? No, my sister lived with her dad. Okay. And, and then by that time, she was 20. She was on her own. You go from the... You, are you still in Ohio at this point? Mm-hmm. And you, from there, you go t- from... Uh, are you playing... Do you do any sports? How's moving? No, nothing. Nope. Nothing. How do you do PE? We just had, like, gym class. And when they would typically. say run, you would just walk? No. I'd run. Funny story, my eighth grade year, my best friend was a cross country runner and he was like, he was always super encouraging, never discouraging, whatever. And then we ended up in the same gym class. So I ran in gym class. Shocker. It's amazing how that works. Yeah. He almost convinced me to join cross country that year, which I really wish I would have. I would have been awful at it, but like I was doing something. So. And at this point, um, you, you, children are super duper resilient. At this point, are you feeling any um, drawbacks to being that heavy? Mm, yeah, I think legitimately. I mean, I said like I'll never get heavier than this, and that was like the summer between my eighth grade and freshman year. I started losing weight. I think I lost like twenty or thirty pounds that summer, and then I gained it back plus some, and just continued on that cycle in high school for yeah I mean all of high school self-esteem is just I don't know though because like so I had church and I had all of those people in my life and they were extremely supportive and it was constantly that like you're so resilient you've overcome so much so like there was still belief in me but maybe not in physical things just in like I'm strong mentally and I was a really good student so I pressed into that and I was like well it's fine if I'm overweight if I'm a really good student and I have a 4.0 there's another theme on your social media, which I really like, yeah. your grades. You My post grades. your report cards, yeah. Yeah. And you have impeccable grades. Ah, uh, they're not impeccable anymore. Oh. Did you see my organic chemistry grade? No. Yeah. What'd you get? I got a B. Oh. I got the first C uh, of my life this past semester. Wow. In a five-credit hour class. It sucked. An art class? Five-credit hour class. So, like, uh. that's worth a lot of my GPA. Like uh. art history? No. It was just, it was comparative vertebrate anatomy anyone that's taking that class is like cringing right now because it's the dumbest class so it's not art i'm hearing something wrong no it's science i there was the first five credit what class five credit hour oh hour were you hearing hour or or art i just don't think i understand what an hour five so like five credit hours so like a normal it's the number of hours that you're in class or lab a week um so like the credits right there so oh, I take back everything God, I, I said. All I can see is that C plus. <laughs> my eyes go straight to it. That's all I see when I look at that. And like, that's the lowest GPA I've ever had in my life. I think it's what I graduated college with. Pretty close to I, it. I don't want to talk about grades. I have a 3.7 still. <laughs> I hope still. my mom's not listening. You do so, have a 3.7 still? Yeah. And you're, you're a sophomore in college? Uh, starting my junior year. Okay. But I'm actually like a senior credit hour wise. So congratulations. Wow. You're kicking ass. Thanks. Is that your goal to to graduate? Oh No, I'm not graduating early. So I could, but it would have been really hard and awful. Um, so I decided (laughs) to, thanks. I decided to spread it out and then take a few extra classes my senior year that I just want to take. So, but you, you took a a gap year, right? Mm -hmm. I took a gap year. Yeah. Yeah. 
Best decision ever. Highly recommend. Why? Um, it gave me time to, like, I was a good student. I took college classes in high school. I did, like, AP post-secondary. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have that here. Um, and I was exhausted. Like my Whatever s- you have in Ohio, we have better here in California. But I don't know, ever, like, don't post-secondary. Don't ever say that. No, I didn't know post-secondary. Of course you have AP. That's, like, <laughs> okay. across the globe. Um, yeah, my senior year, I was, like, working pretty much full-time and taking college classes, taking AP classes. Like, my schedule my senior year was awful, and I just needed a break that's not why I took a gap year that's the longest story of my life um and then I was home for my dad's heart attacks I had surgery that year and then I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia that year so like it was just good to be home and not be dealing with all of that in the middle of college so you're so you go from the eighth grade you go to high school freshman year Mm -hmm. you freshman sophomore junior senior you're all at the same high school yeah and this is in what town? Napoleon. Napoleon, the town of 8,000 people. Yeah, I was there third grade through graduation. And how many kids in your high school? Um, high school, like 700, maybe. Okay, that's pretty big. My high graduating school, class was like... Than I thought. My graduating class was the biggest we've seen in a while, and it was like 215. Okay. So. And how was high school? High school was okay. I mean, again, I was a good student. I was involved in youth group. Um, to on medications? No, that's um, not on medication. I was on medication my senior year. And what was that for? Um, anxiety and depression. So it was setting, it, it, you, even with church, even with getting the good grades, yeah. even with distance, getting time between yours and your mom's death. Is this all, is all of this because of your mom's death? No. No? No. I'm like, trust me, I'm very much recovered from that and even was then. Um, I think just... I've, when high school started, that was really the time where my dad and I started to have a struggle in our relationship, and it was just, like, strained. Um, he had gotten married my eighth grade year and then divorced really quickly, and that was just a weird dynamic. Um, but I think I was I was trying to do so much and, like, trying to, like, gain my worth in what I was doing instead of just being a person. And, like, again, that goes back to my faith. Like, Jesus doesn't ask me to be this perfect person, but that's what I was trying to do. So my senior year, like I had to drop a class because I went to the doctor and he's like, you cannot do all of this. Like something has to go. And I wasn't going to quit my job and I wasn't going to quit going to youth group. So I just dropped a class and that got better. But yeah, I was on anxiety medication for a few months. And and earlier you said you ate for comfort. Comfort was your friend. Mm -hmm. Is that still the theme? Yeah, and I think even more so, like, junior and senior year of high school, I was working all the time at Taco Bell. So, like, you get off work, you get free food. So dinner almost every night was Taco Bell because it was there and it was easily accessible. Or I'd be up until midnight, 1, 2 in the morning, doing homework, studying, eat whatever, drink Mountain Dew, just compounding, not sleeping, not having any activity. We In Ohio, we only have gym class until your sophomore year of high school which my sophomore year I had ankle surgery and um, I like gym class was literally walking around because I couldn't do anything else. Why did you have ankle surgery? Um, I have something called osteochondritis desiccans and basically that means the bone in the ankle rots. I broke it when I was younger and it just never healed back right. So I've had two surgeries on that. I need to have a third one. It's still broken. How did you break it? Girl Scout camp. And, and walking, how? I was just like walking through a field. And twisted it and go for a hole or something. Yeah. And and does the weight exact? I'm assuming the weight. Oh yeah. Exacerbates that problem yeah. significantly. Yeah. I read somewhere that the specific bone, so it's the talus bone, 
doctor's gonna like freak out and say I'm wrong. Apparently it <laughs> takes like five times the pressure of your body weight when you're walking. Yeah. So think about like So at three hundred pounds it's fifteen hundred pounds. Yeah. And so if you run it's twenty five hundred yeah. pounds or whatever. Yeah, it's a lot. So yeah, not running or jumping currently because it's still a problem. Did you ever lo- get so big that you lost the ability to run? What are we classifying as running? Jog, something you'd be comfortable like jogging. I don't think so. No. I mean, you, you would not always... long distances or fast, but... But like if the, to cross a street. Yeah, I could still do you that. You always were agile yeah. enough to like... Mm. And did you ever have any of those stories that like I heard Kai told a story and others have told stories where like she'll be somewhere like at the supermarket and she drops a peach? No, I've never had that. And it's like, oh, shit, how am I going to pick that up? Being as young as I was, I still had mobility and flexibility. Maybe not awesome, but better than someone that would be like 40 at the same weight. And you never started smoking? You never smoked cigarettes? No. Never took one from your dad and went in the backyard? Come on. Never. Okay. And I never will. Do you remember what kind of cigarettes you smoked? Marble, maybe? Isn't that the red package? Yeah, those are the cool ones. <laughs> I think, I don't know. Or Lucky Strikes are the cool I don't care, they're ones. all awful. Yeah, they they're are. They're all just cancer sticks. There you go. <laughs> Do you smoke a lot of weed? No, never. And you don't drink alcohol? Nope. And you have an occasional soda? Yes. How come you don't just supplement that, that with sparkling water? Uh, kombucha. I don't uh, like sparkling water. Oh. Other than... Isn't that what you like in soda? <laughs> that, like, that, like that burn of like going down your throat? Yeah, you get that with kombucha, though. Oh. And my doctor told me to drink kombucha, so... Isn't there a shitload of sugar in kombucha? There can be in some. There's like juices. Yeah, I drink straight like... Straight up one. Okay, so I drink it for... I have IBS, irritable, irritable bowel syndrome. Um, that means you poop funny? Yeah, basically like if I don't <laughs> drink coffee or kombucha, like I can't poop. This will go in later with the whole eating disorder situation. I killed all the bacteria in my stomach, so I had to regrow good bacteria. Okay, let's go back to the eating disorder. Okay, so this was... How old were you then? Oh, God, I don't even know. Yeah, this timeline is loaded. <laughs> this I'm is having like, trouble keeping track. I Let's pretend like you're 13. You're in the eighth grade. It was not then. Ninth grade. No, it was, <laughs> it was my gap year. And meaning the year between high school and college. Correct. And then the summer between my freshman and sophomore year of college. So last summer. No. Yes. I mean, if you don't know, no one's going to know. Last summer. So (laughs) anyways, so the eating disorder started just like restricting calories, not eating enough food, over-exercising, whatever. And at that time, like, I'm not saying, I mean, I was eating like a thousand calories a day. That's never okay, in my opinion. The over-exercising. Unless you're part of some study. Yeah, but still, that's just ridiculous. Um, over-exercising at that time, like, sure, I was working out a couple times a day, whatever, attempting CrossFit in my bedroom because we didn't have CrossFit in Napoleon. You made you made a post where you lost 50 pounds. Did you lose that 50 pounds doing this, during mm-hmm. this eating disorder? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's where the first 50 came from. And when you say you did CrossFit in your room, you'd watch videos Yeah, on so um, one of my friends in high school, he's like, hey, have you ever heard of CrossFit? And I was like, no. And, like, I had seen the games on TV one time, like, flipping through channels, and I was like, those people are crazy and just, like, flip the channel. And he's like, well, you should, like, go home and look it up. And I went home and looked it up and came across Rich and Dan, and they're Christian, so obviously, like, I was drawn to that um, and just kind of whatever. Now, I... I'm struggling a little bit. Would your your friend your friend who told you you should try CrossFit or take a look at it was he overweight? No. How did I mean what I mean isn't that that's a pretty wild thing to say to someone who's who's 250 pounds overweight? So hey, 
thinking about doing CrossFit. We had a mutual friend. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's actually right. Yeah, it's everyone right. should say that to someone who's 250 pounds overweight. But it's yeah. But, it, but it's bold, man. It's a bold. It's a bold step. So I was friends with his girlfriend. That was our mutual connection, and his girlfriend was really into like health and fitness, whatever. Not CrossFit, but like she worked out, lifted, whatever. And he knew that like I was attempting to get healthier. This has been like an ongoing thing, like even throughout high school, this like yo-yo back and forth. So he was just like, hey, have you ever heard of CrossFit? And I was like, nope. And he just like, he's the person that does it in his barn, whatever. Um, which, hey, he's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I do it in my barn. As I say, it sounds like Dan now. I do it in it's, my barn. Dan he, does it in his barn. He legitimately barn. reminds me of Dan in a yeah. lot of ways. His name is Cole. He's pretty great. I would like him then. Probably would. So. That's like the nicest thing you could ever say about someone. He reminds me of Dan. He does remind me of Dan. Wow. He yep. loves Dan. Does your friend know you have a crush on her boyfriend? What? No, I don't. Okay. They're not dating anymore. <laughs> oh, all right, just checking. They're not dating anymore. Right, He's dating someone else. Um, so she's like, "What?" They <laughs> <laughs> didn't say that. She did not say that. Um, I'm projecting. Yeah, because he has a crush. On, I have he a has crush. a crush. On Dan. I have a crush on him because he's like Dan. <laughs> um, so, um, okay, so so uh, the eating disorder. Does someone introduce yeah. you to it? No, I think it just, well, so the friend, the mutual friend there, the girlfriend, she had, she was anorexic. Um, so I kind of knew about it, but I was like, oh, that'll never be me. Like, I like food too much, whatever. And then I realized the results that I had and I was happy with that. And I was going to the doctor that's telling me I need to lose weight and whatever. Mm -hmm. So I just continued to do that. And then. And it's just all caloric restriction. Yeah. At that time. And what does that look like? What's a day of eating look like for you? Gosh, do you I eat them all at one anymore. sitting or no. do you spread it out or just no. carry a bagel around and a bottle of water? I and was eat that person really that like I would just sleep in as late as possible. And so I'd get up at like noon or something because this is during the summer and I worked later at night at work and I would just like not eat until dinner. Like I remember standing in my kitchen some days being so lightheaded because I hadn't eaten anything and then I would eat like. I don't even know, like how, lettuce and chicken or something. Uh, how do you get through the day without eating? You don't. <laughs> I'm gonna say I just I, they're, they're like they're like little hurdles or milestones to get through the day. So you just you basically just starved yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of like I told someone that I trusted, and they were like, "Dude, you need to eat. Like this isn't okay. This isn't the way to do it." And I was like, "But it's working." And like that's what all of media tells you to do. Mm -hmm. um, so then I went to school. You. That's the message that the. People are getting from the outside world. Just oh, eat yeah. less, eat less. If you the want nutritionist to told me that when I was seven. Right, like, right. That's what we're told is just right. eat less. Right. So then I went to school. And it, yeah. And things got a little bit better. I gained some weight back. I think just like the stress of school and like figuring things out and eating in a cafeteria, having anything I want accessible to me. We have like eight types of hard dip ice cream in our cafeteria every day. Wow. And it's good ice cream. Um. And then I started CrossFit and I still, that was, again, that's what made me go back to not eating because I was like, oh, well, this will just make it happen faster. And, and this is now we're November 6, 2016. This is about two years ago. Mm -hmm. You did a, you, I don't remember seeing any posts where you talk about having an eating disorder, but you do no. talk about going into the CrossFit gym is one of the hardest things you've ever done in your life. Oh yeah. And that's when your social media kind of takes a shift too, mm -hmm. where I really, there's this accountability thing. Yeah. 
and you didn't say anyone said anything bad about you, but you, in, I felt like from reading your post, you insinuated oh, yeah. that people said bad stuff about you. Can you tell me about your first week in CrossFit? Yeah, not anyone at the gym, people at school. The gym was so supportive and so encouraging. Like we have our fundamentals classes where whatever you're like with everyone that's new. CrossFit 1808. Yes. Okay. Um, it was great. I mean, it was terrifying. Like what's more terrifying than walking into a place that says we forge elite fitness and you're 270 pounds. Like that's terrifying. Um, when I went with my roommate, my roommate invited me. Was she that one of the ladies that's here today? No. Okay. By the way, no. if you have to take a bathroom break, we can't. Oh no, I'm good. Okay. okay. Good right now. I'm good too. Are you good, Maddie? Thank you for extending that. No, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to power through. Okay. Maddie. That's great. <laughs> um, no. So my roommate, uh, she actually doesn't do CrossFit anymore. She fell and broke her tailbone, um, like two weeks in and just never went back. Um, did she fall in the CrossFit gym? No, it was at school. Like we have these stairs that have rubber on them and it was wet and she slid. See that you're going to CrossFit and you break your tailbone at school. Now what's more dangerous, CrossFit or school? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's obvious to me. That's obvious. Yeah, to I, me I hurt my, I don't hurt my No tailbone. one should go to school. Just tailbones breaking left, right and center. I mean, I'm going to avoid it for the rest of my life. Anyway, I, I hurt. Sorry, my, I have this huge chip on my shoulder. Anyone who says CrossFit is dangerous, they're. F I agree. So. I I disagree though. CrossFit is dangerous, stupid. but everything's dangerous. Right, holding onto a life raft in a in a in a in a um in a so. where you're out at sea drowning is dangerous. The life raft might um come on top of you and cause yeah. you to suffocate, but you should still hold on to it. I mean, everything's dangerous. Pros and cons. <laughs> Breathing can be dangerous if you breathe the wrong things. <laughs> It is dangerous to the. To, um, it is not dangerous relative to girls' soccer. It is not relative dangerous to drinking soda. It is not dangerous relative to sitting in front of a computer for twelve hours a day. I just want to say that. I agree. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, passes the Eric? test. Eric. I'll check my phone. Did you even listen to my examples? Computer, soccer, walking. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say science, I said women's softball, but I like that two out of three is not <laughs> Okay. So 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 you're on a massive caloric restriction mm -hmm. and you start CrossFit while you're in this caloric restriction, although you've yeah. eased up a little bit because you're going to college and you, yeah. there's a cafeteria there that's tempting you with the yeah. fruits of Satan. Yeah. So started CrossFit and I mean this it wasn't even necessarily at this point intentional. It was I have class at eight AM. I'm in lab until five thirty at night. I have homework. I have all of this stuff to be doing. So you just miss meals. And like, I know that sounds crazy, especially now. Cause I'm like, dude, I just want food. Like I'm hungry right now. I get it at the CrossFit games. That happens to me. I lean out. It's so yeah, nice. Cause like, I don't eat cause yeah, I'm working all day. I, I really like that. You just, I understand the addiction. Yeah. So like that happened and I didn't really realize I was doing it. And I was like, obviously I was happy with my progress, not eating and doing CrossFit. Think about how fast I was losing weight. Um, making friends. Yeah. They really were welcoming? Oh, yeah, of course. I genuinely, like, I visited other gyms. I've dropped in at a bunch of different boxes. 1808's the best. I'm um, completely biased. So so if you had to talk to someone who was 100 pounds overweight and say, and they said to you, oh, I don't want to go, it's going to be intimidating, what would you say to them? Of course it's intimidating. Get over it. Like, it's intimidating. Doing anything 100 pounds overweight is intimidating, in my opinion. Like... And it's still like, it's weird because I still feel like I'm there some days. And then like you have those little moments that you're like, oh, no, I'm not. And like people don't see me that way. Um, but yeah, anything at that weight is intimidating. I was terrified to walk in there. The first person that walked up to me was one of our owners, didn't have a shirt on, had just finished working out. Someone was doing muscle ups. <laughs> and I was like, 
okay, this is going to be great. And like, (laughs) at least I had the experience of like watching videos online and hearing everyone say like CrossFit's the most welcoming community, but that didn't make it any easier to walk in there. Now the next day was a lot easier because they proved that it is welcoming and they do care and things like that. When you're a hundred pounds over, you said doing anything at a hundred pounds overweight is intimidating. And, and that's probably true. Anytime you walk into a room, everyone looked right. Yeah. It's like, like walking into a room with a Mohawk. You, you just always, stand out. You always walk in and hope that you're not the biggest person in the room. Like that's just, that's Oh my God, that guy's one fifty overweight. Yes. Like, Oh, I, I think I was one fifty really. Cause I got to three twenty. And now I just hit 199 the other day. Congratulations. Thanks. That's the only number I cared about. Because that was like the goal when I started. I was like, that'd be cool. So like, I still have, I don't know. I don't care anymore. But it's cool. I, even if you don't care about numbers, it's really cool. Yeah, it's cool. But I mean, like, there's still. I saw that post. I was (laughs) waiting to be lost. Oh, I cried. I took, and like, I'm that person that like, so one of my coaches, the owner is also a nutrition coach and I'm, I've been working with him for six months and that was the goal. And I went to text him and I was like, you know what? No, like I want this hour by myself to just like sit in this because it was everything that it took to get there. It wasn't the number that made me happy. It was the, I've been working at this for almost two years and it's finally here. You lost 120 pounds in two years. Yeah. I really, I lost a hundred pounds in less than a year. I just hit June 24th was the year mark or the hundred Last year on June 24th, I had lost 100 pounds, and I started on June 29th. So in less than a year, I lost 100 pounds, and then now I've lost like 21 in the past year. But I'm going to argue and say that it's more, and I've gained muscle because let's be real. Right, it's a fair argument. Right, I like, think it's fair too. I'm sure uh, that I have. Okay, so so you so you 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 enter into CrossFit. This is about two years ago, mm-hmm. and well, year and a half. A year and a half ago, and and you have an eating disorder. Yeah. And it's strictly caloric restriction. You're mm-hmm. just not eating. You're starving yourself. Yeah. And then I, so I lived with my coaches for a little while um, with the owners. It's a really long story, but they're great people. Yeah, lived that's in weird. their basement. Oh, that's, it gets getting weirder. Uh, no, home life just wasn't great. Were you allowed to come and go freely? Of course I was. Okay. Cause when I hear basement. Seriously, Nick and Katie, oh, they're saints. They're the best people ever. What's, what's their last name again? Fiorilli. <clears throat> Fiorilli. Yeah. He's Italian. How close is Scott Panchik's gym to your gym? Um, I think they're like Not the indicator? two hours away. Okay, hour we'll get, half, we'll get back to him in a minute. Dan Bailey lives closer. Side note. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Ba- one day I will meet him. It just hasn't happened you yet. You know he lives by himself on some, maybe he could rent you a room. That would be really creepy. Why? Uh, <laughs> it is in a basement weird. with your coaches. That's creepy. They, I'm, I'm telling you. To, to, oh my goodness. Yeah, okay. Anyways, so I lived with my coaches for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, just like over Christmas break, spring break and Christmas break. So I started CrossFit like six months or six weeks earlier. There, there's the even better part of the story. I knew them for six weeks living in their basement and we got back from the gym one night and I was like, Hey, so like nutrition, like it's kind of a natural thing. They didn't bring it up, but I brought it up to them and Nick was like, okay, what are you eating? And I was like, well, and he like wanted a school day. Cause obviously I was on Christmas break. It looked a little bit different. And I was like, oh, I might eat like a banana for breakfast or just not eat breakfast, go to class, eat lunch, whatever. Like, I don't know. Did you lie to him? Did you want to lie to him? Did you know that this was going to be a weird conversation? No, I was completely honest with him. Um, you weren't afraid you were going to expose your eating eating no, disorder? No, 
I think I knew he cared. Again, I'm living with him. I knew he cared about me. And I like went through what I ate. And he's like, so basically you're not eating. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. And so the goal when that happened was eat three meals a day. Like, and they made me track what I was eating because they're like, you're living with us. We're meal prepping. We know what you're eating because we know what we eat. So like the only other thing missing is yours. Um, so we did that in there for like two weeks. And at the end of the two weeks, they're like, you're still not eating enough, but this is better. Let's keep going. So spring semester that year was pretty good. This was spring of 2017. And then that summer, um, I lived on campus. Like, we can live on campus over the summer, and I worked. And that's when things got, like, really bad. I was going to CrossFit. I was running, um, like, every day. And then... To lose weight. Yeah, and then I was eating... You were addicted to working out. Yeah, which people tell you is a good thing. Like, you think it's a good thing. And then eating maybe 1200 calories or something and then I started how far were you running um I don't know not far crossfitters don't run do we two miles three miles (laughs) um yeah maybe like one to three okay or something I had a friend I have a friend that's a soccer player so we kind of just whatever he ran I would run um and then that's when I started taking laxatives so I never puked I hate puking same here laxatives were the option that kind of did the same thing but you still have to take the calories right yeah but when you puke you don't take the calories when you take laxative it just gets yeah. you out of you mm-hmm. faster yeah huh. i didn't know that yeah i think is that you, tr- I'm, I'm, i don't know that i think either. i read sure somewhere that, that you you still take in 60 to 80 percent of the calories when you take laxatives okay um but and how does that how does how does that get seed get planted so ibs having those issues already i had them and I obviously knew, like, if you take them, this is what happens. So if I take more, it'll happen more frequently. And what is IBS? IBS is some foods don't sit with you, so you should, you, you, you piss out your ass? Um, or you're just constipated all the time. Okay, so one or the other. So, my, yeah, mine's more on the constipated end. Um, fish oil. Yeah. Two fish just, oil and a pint of water every morning. You can't mm-hmm. just, like, self-diagnose or, like... I'm just telling you, I know. I mean, I know, I know about parenting and I know about shitting. You now take, I'm pretty good. Oh, okay. Coffee, kombucha... Yeah. Eat broccoli. Fish oil. Try apple cider vinegar. Ew, no. F- fish oil. It's like kombucha on steroids. That's gross. Delicious. Fish oil, pine oil. Kombucha took me a while. Yeah? It took me a while. <laughs> I like that. Let's go. What is kombucha? It's a fermented, fermented beverage. Tea. It's like fermented tea. Does it get you drunk? No. It's like 0.05% alcohol I, I feel. I feel like if I've gone a while without drinking, like, I don't know, two, three weeks, and I have a kombucha, I get a little bit of a head change from it, from, wow. from the alcohol. Did you know they yeah. have black label kombucha that you legitimately have to have an ID to buy? Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I yeah, they, they have the black for the the, G, the GTs. They have yeah. black and clear. The clear is non-alcoholic, and the black is alcoholic. Where do you get that? I want to get some after the show. Today. Whole Foods. Know. Really? I think they have a Safeway, too. Well, everything I eat and drink should be black label. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have a question about... Um, Asking your coach about nutrition advice. Yeah. Do you wish that you had asked him sooner, or do you wish that he had approached you about nutrition? Um, I, I know it's a very tricky subject with trainers. Yeah, I don't wish I would have asked him sooner. I mean, I was six weeks in, so that's really not like I needed. I felt like I needed to adjust to CrossFit mm-hmm. first, not knowing the whole pyramid and blah blah blah. Like I obviously know that now. Um, do I wish he had approached it sooner? That's ultimately the question I'm curious about. By the way, not obviously. You are very advanced. Am I very advanced? Yeah, shitloads of people do CrossFit for five years and they don't know it's the cure for the world's most vexing um, problem. Yeah, I guess so. Like, you I wish he would have talked to you. Yeah, 
I think that I wish that was a part of which it I think it is now I wish that was a part of our fundamentals class like we have six of them maybe if we had seven and one was the basis of nutrition maybe I should recommend that he'll watch this yeah. um, I not th- not this far into it but he will watch oh it. he'll watch it <laughs> um, yeah I think that would be cool not like in great detail whatever mm-hmm. but just like a you know like a basic introduction yeah. to it yeah because I know it, it is hard for um, trainers even just with, I mean, anybody who walks in off the street comes mm-hmm. into the gym. It's like, when do you approach them about nutrition and how do you approach it in a way that isn't pushy and yeah makes them I think, in the whole thing? I think if he had done it to me individually, I mean, I'm pretty open to most things. I don't really get that offended. He might disagree, but mm-hmm. I would have been like, yeah, cool, whatever, let's talk about it. But I think if we, if coaches are doing it in the idea of like on-ramp fundamentals classes everyone's getting it it's not directed at one person mm. and you even if you just go through like the nutrition in 100 words just that basic like so you know what you're supposed to be eating and you can build off of that but i don't think you need to go into like i, li- I like that give just that. give everyone the toolkit don't show yeah. them how to use it and be like here see how far you can and go. then it's like if they want to be using it and they have more questions they're going to ask about it right um i have to do shameless plug here the crossfit stuff store yeah, Everyone I've seen that. Everyone should own that poster. Hey, when you leave here, I'll we'll go there and we'll tell the we'll pull the fire alarm and we'll run it <laughs> and steal too. We for need to get her a spiel book too for friend for your friends. Can I get an L one book? Am I allowed to ask for one? Of those? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. You can get asked for whatever you want when you're here. We'll say no to most of it, but you can ask. <laughs> um, can can you pull up that poster? This poster, I have this poster up in two different places in my house. I want one in my kitchen. I want my I, I want my kids house. to like, um, like. This is. People ask me, this is crazy to me to think about this. People always ask me for nutrition advice now. And this is like, I'm like, this is what you should do. Or Greg is a fucking genius. Another basic way that like mm-hmm. I say it is just eat food as natural, like as close to the way God created it as possible. Like other you than got to get your things. God spin in there. No, that's not, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Um, but just like basic, like we know what we should be eating. You think that we should change the poster to what would Jesus eat? No, but I've oh. I've said that before. You could just that, put you could you could, me, you could you could put that in the top corner. I don't think Jesus would kill the chicken. For but anyway, me that's personally, a for me personally, yeah. that is a question that I started asking, especially to get out of the eating disorder of like, what would Jesus actually be doing? Jesus wouldn't starve himself. Right. Um, there's a story although about did, that. Although he did. But that was something else. Okay. This, I'm not a great, pastor. Great poster. I think yeah. I th- I, th- I was speaking to um, Miss Judy the world famous graphic designer we have and former professional no sorry still professional skateboarder yeah. and the first woman to ever be inducted into the skateboarding recent, hall recent inductee yeah but she makes these posters and she um, she's gonna she's actually working on two or three different versions of it yeah yeah I that like one's it. cool and so 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 you wish that this would have been at your Matt asked you that question what yeah you, you think even just telling someone on day one mm-hmm. or on their on ramp this would be great yeah I think uh, watching Athena's podcast where she said like that's basically what she ate from the beginning which I don't know how she knew that because I wouldn't have like thought that through she's smart as shit by the way yeah she's like, awesome when you're just around her you just feel like her podcast is awesome smart. thank you that's because of me I made it to the end of that one and I'm pretty sure it's because yeah, that was of her, the one I ducked out of for a little bit right you came back though um, <laughs> yeah top. just like yeah which we know this I think like any adult well, it's like, should how, know how, this how come eat there, meat how come and vegetables nuts and seeds some fruit little starch and no sugar it's like how how can we need a fancy word for eating healthy? You know, why, why does why does a diet why does it need a name? I, yeah, it, it doesn't doesn't resonate with me. Eat real food. Do you guys have Core Life places here? Core Life Eatery. No. Okay, so it. it's like it's kind of like Chipotle sort of, but like healthier, more like 
local real food, whatever. And in their restaurant, they literally, and everyone, I've been to like five, they have a sign that says, eat real food, not too much, mostly plants. Hmm. And I'm like, yes, that's, there you go. Which Bergeron said that on one of his podcasts. That was the first time I heard it, but someone else actually said You don't have time to be listening to Ben's podcast, by the way. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I work an IT job. I listen to podcasts all day long. All right, we need to make more. That means we need to make more if you have time to listen to Ben. Do you have any favorites that are not this one, obviously, is your favorite, but Uh, non-CrossFit ones? No, I really only listen to CrossFit ones. Okay. Isn't Ben Bergeron's podcast just for, like, elite fitness? Is there stuff there? There's stuff there for regular people. No, there was one the other day. The other day that was like, what is the difference between a games athlete and a CrossFitter? Oh, he's doing good stuff. They're definitely different, yeah. and it was always oh, great to listen to. I will yeah. say, I feel like his bread and butter is like motivational, though. Yeah, he's good, and his voice yeah, is just motivational. like. I went to one of his classes. His voice. I'm getting there. offended. I'm getting a little defend- <laughs> defensive. <laughs> I watch yours all the time. Good. They have an extraordinary gym. That's all I was gonna say. So you tell him. You come out of the basement, and you tell mm-hmm. him what you eat, and he and he says you're not eating, mm-hmm. and um and so he starts to slowly unfuck you a little bit. Yeah, he gave track, me. And then you. His like starting model was. What's he? What's his name? George. Nick. Nick. <laughs> Fiorelli. Fiorelli. Yeah. Um, so his whole basis was like based around your hand. So, you can't complain that you don't know how to weigh and measure food if you use your hand. So like protein should be your palm a fistful of vegetables, a cupped handful worth of healthy carbs and healthy fat is your thumb. And for men, it's two of everything. And that's just like a, every meal should be like that. If you're eating four meals a day, that should get you enough calories. But even for me, it was three meals a day. And that's just something like being in the cafeteria, he wanted to set me up for a success. Like I can't, I could weigh and measure my food. I never will weigh and measure my food from a cafeteria. You can just bring a scale with you. Didn't you do that in a video somewhere? I still have it with That's me. That's ridiculous. His scale is nasty, that. too. Um, it's got a patina to it. But, like, that was something physical. And, like, now I just know what it looks like. I don't need to go through it all. Um, but that was how we started. And then somewhere you got introduced to laxatives. Yeah, for IBS. I just took it, so I, that's why I started taking it, and then I continued to take them Did more a doctor prescribe it to you? No, just, like, over-the-counter. I do have prescription ones now, um, but they're, like, lower strength, more to protect me from that, because I did share that with my doctor. Um, he was like, yeah, that's not okay. Looking for the black bottle. And how, and how often did you do that? Oh, every day. So every meal? Not every meal, just, like, before I went to bed at night, so when I got up in the morning. Oh, they're not like instantaneous. No, they take uh-huh. laxatives take like ten to twelve hours or something. And but but Maybe you 12. were and the reason why you you don't think I'm getting the impression from you that you didn't think it was healthy healthy because you were using it to restrict calories and to lose weight. Correct. That, that was your mindset. Yeah, I knew it wasn't healthy, but I didn't really care at that point. I wanted I wanted the number. This was at the point that I was like trying to hit a hundred pounds lost, and that was a really big deal. And numbers were so important. And then. At some point that summer, I like... And and when you say that summer, this is last summer. Last summer, A year ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was like living with friends and stuff, and they constantly were asking me to like go get pizza, go to Taco Bell, get McDonald's. And I was like, can you please stop asking me this? Like, and I do it. And then I would just continue to restrict further because I needed to make up for that. And like a couple months ago, they're like yeah, we did that because we thought you had an eating disorder last summer. I was like, yeah, I did. Thanks. Like, 
So like, so but, you shouldn't do that to someone with an eating disorder, drag them to Taco Bell? Yeah, correct. Um, okay. You should tell them, hey, I think you have an eating disorder and work through that. Um, I'm still friends with them. Well, wouldn't that just make them push you, like, push them away? Um, it wouldn't have me. Like you're trying to get off of heroin and all they're trying to do is stick a needle in you? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, you treat it like an addiction. Are you saying them saying something or taking me to get food? Them, them confronting you about it. Like, that doesn't seem like the right plan of action. I don't know. For me, it would have been. I guess I can't speak for everyone. Fair, fair. But I finally, I was just so tired and so exhausted and still doing CrossFit. And there was one workout that it should have been something good for me, like something I was good at. I don't remember what it was. But I, like, died. Like, it was awful. And I went over to my coach's house for dinner that night, and I was just like, okay, so this is what's going on. And it literally came down to eat or we're not letting you do CrossFit. This is what George said. <laughs> his name's Nick, but no, it was his Nick. wife, Katie. Fieretti. Katie, um, Katie and Nick. Katie, yeah. So I went over to their house. Um, oh, great yeah, hair. That's Thanks, Nick. that's good. Great and hair. That's Katie. Um, Katie's great. She's having a baby tomorrow. Oh, oh wow. she's, the, she's the boss lady. Yeah, Congratulations. she is the boss lady. She's also a vet. Wow. Um, an ER vet. She's literally the best person. She was so intimidating when I first met her. I was afraid of her. Uh, why did you move out of your dad's house into the basement? Um, things just... Our relationship was really, really tense, and I felt like I was kind of walking on eggshells at home. Were you bratty? No. Like a 20-year-old? So. No. I I really don't. I think I was a good kid and a pretty respectful kid. Um, we just had a lot of disagreements and things. And I had, so my freshman year, the first fall semester, I had gone through counseling um, for anxiety and depression and things like that. And just kind of trying to step away from suicidal thoughts, which Oh, we missed that part of the story. Me starting CrossFit. That's important. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do suicide um, as soon as we figure out. Yeah. So <laughs> anyways, um, I had gone through counseling and stuff. And when I went back home, I instantly felt all of those things coming back. And I I texted Katie and I just said, hey, is there anyone at the gym that like I could stay with that you know of? Like, I'll pay rent. I'll buy my own food, whatever. I just can't be here. She's like, come stay with us. Um was that was that a hard step to take and like so, um because you felt like you were imposing or that it, it showed, yeah it you was had, hard. you also had to be humble to show that your life wasn't yeah. perfect like it was really hard um it was hard to do that to my dad and I still asked like I was again I was respectful I was like do you care if I go back to school early and stay with them he was like why I was like I just think it's a better decision for me and he was like yeah go ahead and if he had said no I would have stayed home just to be respectful um, but yeah, I was like, are you sure you guys are okay with this? Like, I feel like I'm a burden. I feel like I'm too much, whatever. And they're like, no, if we didn't want you here, we wouldn't have told you to come. We want you to be in the healthiest environment you can be in. And if that's in our basement right now, then that's in our basement. Did they know your whole history at this point? No. Okay. Um, they, they had just found out about uh, the suicidal thoughts and things like that. Cause I had gone to a psychiatrist while I was home. Um, that my rheumatologist made me go to and she was talking to me and she's like you're fine like what changed like you should not be here I was like well I started CrossFit and went into that whole thing with her and just explained how it was impactful and she was like you need to tell your coach that CrossFit saved your life and I was like oh trust me I know <laughs> in more ways than one like most people are like oh yeah it saved your life you lost 120 pounds I'm like no CrossFit literally saved my life and I think a lot of us have a story like that where we just found it at the right time and it was 
the coping mechanism and the therapy when it needed to be. And the community? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are, are your great. coaches Christians? Um, they, ooh, they grew up Catholic. Yes, I'd say they're Christian. Do they go to church with you? Uh, no, we don't go to the same church. One of my coaches goes to my church, but not the owners. The thoughts, the thoughts of suicide. You talk about it in, uh, did I see it in your blog or on your Instagram somewhere? I thought, but basically you, you had some anti-depression pills mm -hmm. and the plan was to yeah. take so, them all. There was pre-college, but I'll talk about college. So I said that I had planned, like I went home, I said my goodbyes and everything, and I came back and I had planned to do it that night. And that was the night that my roommate was like, hey, I'm going to CrossFit tomorrow, you should come. And I was like, no, I don't wanna go. And I pretended that I didn't know what CrossFit was, even though I'd been following it for over a year at this point. And she was like, and when you say following it, how are you following it? Um, I'd like watch the YouTube videos that ever actually had, uh, like I've had multiple conversations with Dan over Instagram. So like I had been talking to him, um, every couple months, just like whatever, which is awesome. It was so fun to tell him, like I went to an actual gym and all of like, I've got to share those milestones with him, which was cool. When you posted that post of, of your, um, communication on Instagram, did you ask him before you posted it? No. I didn't think he'd care. <laughs> he didn't say anything. It's not like he's like, don't share that. No, it was, it, it, he's, he's amazing. Yeah. He's an amazing human being. If he cared, he would have told me. Yeah, okay. So that's my logic. Um, but yeah, I had just like followed it. I had watched the games. Like I had watched regionals that year where he didn't make it to the games. Mm. Um, was that this year? No, that was when he was in California. Okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, anyways. So like I had just followed those things and like had followed things on social media at this point and I, I knew what CrossFit was. Did you watch any movement videos? Did you watch any of the stories? Um, yeah, Killing the Fat Man. Okay. And then what was the one? Fletcher. Yeah. I don't remember Fletcher his. Fletcher Tholen. Yeah. The, whatever. The guy who his, got out of prison. Yeah. Yeah, I had watched those. Killing the Fat Man. The video of his dad. That was, that was the thing that made me do it. That was the like you need to get your life together because it reminded me of my dad because my dad had just had three heart attacks and all of that. And I was like, okay, if he can do CrossFit with everything that's happened, then I can too. Like there's literally no reason I can't. Um, so yeah, I had been following it and she was like, you should go. And I was like, no, I'd already talked to Nick. I'd already messaged him through Facebook or something. And he's like, yeah, you should come check it out sometime. And I never did. And she asked me and I was just like, fine, I'll go with you. <laughs> And yeah, it's interesting. That, um, so, so there was a, there was a night that you were, when you were younger, that basically you were saying, "Hey God, if you're out there, make a sign, because mm -hmm. I'm ready to fucking blow my brains out." Yeah. And then again, mm -hmm. this time you didn't even have to ask. Yeah. But the night that you were planning on, and do you remember that night going to bed and your pills being by your side and being like, "Fuck, um, I did all the goodbyes. I got it." Did you feel any pressure no, to take them, like accountability, like, "Hey, I'm not following through if I don't kill myself." No, they were like on my desk and I was waiting for my roommate to fall asleep just so I could like go to the bathroom, take them and go to sleep. Um, and it was kind of one of those, yeah, I'll go to CrossFit and I'll do it another day. I'll kill myself thing. later. Yeah. And then I went and <laughs> it was too good to uh, not go back. So it did save. It Yeah. Oh, it literally yeah. saved me from doing that. 
And cell phone technology and the fact your roommate stayed up late and a bunch of other I things mean, that yeah. had to work out nicely. Thank yeah. God. I don't want to give, cr- give Cross yeah, at all the credit. Just, 90, just 98%. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, a, it's, um, it's amazing. As this is kind of a side question, as someone who had thought about committing suicide, now when you look back, is that per- do you think, what the fuck? Or do you still understand the mechanism? Oh, Are I you still understand it. You do? Yeah, for sure. Like Explain I it still. I still have anxiety and depression. That's part of fibromyalgia. Those are two of the biggest symptoms of it. Um, and I'm not on medication, which is awesome, thanks to CrossFit. Um, you have great eyes. You don't look like you're on medication. I'm not on medication. Yeah, you have very, very nice eyes. You don't have eyes. You're so easy to talk to. You don't have um, eyes of someone who's like... Yeah, it's shocking. I like didn't sleep last night, but it's Because you're so nervous? No, I just couldn't sleep. So the excited? time difference thing, oh. like I'm three hours behind my time zone right now. Oh, yeah. It's rough uh, traveling this way. Yeah. Traveling back. I didn't even know they nice. could tell time in Ohio. Awesome. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sundial. Just, just yeah, you were sick. going all in on the state of Ohio today. I mean, Rogue's in Ohio, <laughs> right. so we've got something. Ohio has three good things. Rogue, Dan Bailey, and Scott Panchik. Cool. I'm not a good thing. That's well, awesome. You're in California now. When you go back, you'll add you in there. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I so I still have those things. I don't really, I don't know the last time that I thought like, oh, I should kill myself. Like that's just not a thought anymore. But I still, I still relate to that, and I still understand that, and I know that I was in a very very dark place there, and I felt really lonely, and just like there was nothing to live for. I didn't have purpose. What is it? It's like a teeter totter, and living is harder than it seems worth. Like yeah, the scales kind of just start tipping one yeah, way, it, and you're it's like, like, "God, this is too much it's work." It's like, why am I living? Like, what? Uh, what is my purpose? Why am I here? Because if you don't have purpose, then seriously, like, you question, "What am I doing?" So, what is your purpose? That's a great question. Um, I'm gonna say to tell people about Jesus, because that's, I mean, first and foremost, that's as a Christian, that's what we're called to do. Um, but I definitely think that at this point in my life, like God's given me CrossFit for that, which is crazy to think. Cause like, I'm not famous or whatever. The guy on the plane asked me what I was doing. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to CrossFit headquarters. He's like, are you famous? I was like, no, <laughs> I'm just an everyday CrossFit or whatever. Um, but like, I know in my circle and where I'm at in life, like I get to use this and say like, Hey, like God used CrossFit to save me and to give me purpose in what I'm doing. Um, and the verse that was on my Instagram, like I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it because I think as a Christian, I'm called to take care of myself. Like the Bible says that um, like our body's a temple for the Holy Spirit. So like, dude, if I think Jesus is living inside of me, I should be taking care of this. And I don't do it for myself. I just work hard because that's what God says to do. And he honors that in so many ways. Um, yeah, kind of got off topic. What, no, that was that was beautiful. When, when when do you so so you're not on any medications now? Correct. Except although you do have some um, uh, laxatives just in case. Yeah, which I don't have them. My one of my apartment mates keeps them. Oh oh no! Wow. Accountability. Wow. Yeah, um, excuse me, I need to poop. <laughs> um, and um, b- how did you get off the a- the antidepressants? Um, that and, and that did you I, I really want to know about that bottle that was going to be the death bottle what happened to that that jar of I still pills? took them as I was supposed to mm-hmm. and then I um, I guess that was the bottle I started to wean myself off of it because I was like I felt weird taking them like um, I just felt off and I was like oh, I'm just going to wean myself off of it and I went to the doctor in like January or February I guess January because I was on break and 
my doctor, I was like, hey, like, I stopped taking this medication. He's like, why? I was like, eh, I just don't think I need it. He's like, okay, cool. Like, my doctor's very, like, into if we can do it naturally, let's do it naturally. And he... Did he tell you CrossFit's dangerous? I'm getting to that. He's like, so what do you do for fun at school? And I was like... Punchline. (laughs) I was like, "Uh, I started doing CrossFit. And he's like, you do CrossFit? And I was like, yes, why? And he's like, no, 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 I, like, I didn't mean that in a bad way. And I was like, you just judged me because you don't think I can do CrossFit. And he's like, well, I have friends that do it and they want me to do it. And I just, I just think it's, it's too much for you. I was like, why is it too much? He's like, well, you, like, you have an autoimmune disease. It's too much. And I said, okay, you're a doctor. You're pretty smart. Like, I'm not going to negate that. I love my doctor. I was like, give me three months. If three months from now it's doing more harm than good, then I'll stop. If it's doing more good than harm, I get to keep doing it. He's like, okay. So continue doing CrossFit, schedule an appointment. By the way, did the open in those three months. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, That's, that's an achievement. Yeah. I, when I started the open four months into CrossFit, five awful 17.1 will forever be my least favorite workout. Um, yeah. Then I went back three months later and he walked in the room. He just goes, Oh, Okay. I was like, what? He's like, you are smaller. I was like, well, duh. Like, what did you expect to happen? He's like, so how do you feel? I was like, I'm great. IBS is good. Um, I'm sleeping better. Nothing hurts anymore. I have energy. Like, I can actually function through a day of school, which my days start at 5 a.m. and go until midnight some days. Like, so to be able to go through that whole day, he's like, okay, keep doing it. And then I went back six months later. He walked in the room. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, and walks out. It's like, that was weird. He comes back in, he just goes, Olivia? And I was like, Was he pulling your leg? No, he literally didn't recognize me. Wow. And I was like, and he just, that was a day that he like looked at me. He was like, I can't say that CrossFit doesn't work because it does. Like you're living proof that this is working. You haven't hurt yourself. You haven't, whatever, like keep doing it. I want you to keep doing it. What an open-minded man. Yeah. I was like really impressed. Really I'm still seen. trying to convince him to do it, but oh, that's awesome! You convincing your doctor to yeah. do CrossFit. He has four kids that are like under the age of seven, and his wife is also a doctor. So time constraints, I get it. Just like I don't class times. How long does it take to do 100 burpees, Savon? I mean, a few minutes. Oh, mm-hmm. 100 burpees takes me forever. How long does it take to row 2K? Not that long. That's fair. Here's the, here's, I mean, the, here's, the, here's the thing, and you, you know this more than anyone. There's there's some uh, – Gary Roberts basically, we're getting ready to release Killing the Fat Man Season 2. Yes. People are going to lose their mind. It's amazing. But one of the things he says is he stopped doing CrossFit for two years, and it was like, hey, there's nothing you can do better than taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. He says it better than I did, but that's it. And that you, yeah. it seems like you realized that at one point, oh, too. Yeah. And, and, and yours is like, I can do nothing better than to take care of myself to be the vessel that Jesus needs to – to work to work through me Mm -hmm. you know and um and and for gary was like to 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 be the husband and the father he wanted to be he was trying to be the best husband and father when really he should have just been working on being the best person he could be yeah and to be the best person you can be you need to do crossfit and i know that some people who don't do crossfit you're thinking oh you fucking preaching douche no (laughs) it's actually the truth because we eat right we train right and we hang out with good people yeah and um, and even if you have to do it, we have 10,000 videos online for free that teach you every single movement and how to eat and what to do and how to sleep and all that. You can go into your garage, pull up your cell phone, 
and just do CrossFit for 15 minutes every night in your garage. We have, yeah. a, lot, we have a lot of them in five different languages, too. He yeah, does. Thank you. I will. Let's give him credit. He'll never watch this. He does do CrossFit, just not on an affiliate. But, like, oh, good. one day he he does. Was, I was like, what do you do to work out? He's like, I don't know, run, burpees, yes. box jumps, kettlebell swings. Awesome. I was like, okay, yes. like you're doing CrossFit. Yes. But for me... My favorite part about CrossFit is the community. Anyone who goes to an actual CrossFit affiliate, that's what they're going to say. Right. It's not the workout. No, who really enjoys them? Okay. I do sometimes. But, like, it's the community. Right. It's, and that's, like, when he looks at me, he's like, what changed? I'm like, I have community. I have people. Like, these are my family. And, yeah. It really is the magic, right? It is. That it's, community. It's so true. I was looking forward to going to class today because... I knew that my mother-in-law and my father-in-law were going to be there. That's awesome. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, do you think that you ever tried? You'll ever the thoughts of suicide will pop in your head again? Mm, maybe I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in life. I don't think so. Um, I think that I have a good support system. A lot of my thoughts came from feelings of loneliness, and I don't have that anymore. Like, I can't get away from people. <laughs> what? What? And, and anxiety. What is anxiety? Um, you can't explain it. You really, like, it's... You actually had a very poignant description of it in your article. Did I? Yeah. Oh, is it, this is what I was going to say, mm. like, you're swimming, but you can't get to the top of the water. Because? Because you have, like, cinder blocks. Is that... Yeah. 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 That's usually the example I give. It's just, like, this overwhelming, like, you cannot do it, or maybe you'll relate to this more, like, you're in the middle of a workout and you can't control your breathing and you're, like, freaking out because you're like, I, what am I doing? that's, <laughs> I've had those moments too. That's like one of those things that for me, mine is very stress induced and a lot of people's, I mean, most people's are. Is it like you just have the weight of the world on you? Yeah. Or? It's just like, I can't do all this stuff. There's so much to be done. I need to like, and you just physically can't move to tangibly do something. Um, which for me, like I just make to-do lists and I make the smallest little tasks, like take a shower eat breakfast like if if i'm just having, so you can cross it off the list yeah, if, yeah i like that i do that for too. me like if i make having, a list yeah just chop cross that one off yeah. right there but like yeah. if i'm having a bad anxiety day mm -hmm. especially when school's happening like finals week or the two weeks before the end of the semester are the absolute worst and i went through and made a to-do list of every assignment every quiz every exam with the date next to it and i was able to look at that and be like okay this is a lot but this is everything and i can just check it off as i go and then I know that I have a tangible way to attack something and then it just goes away. For the so, so you would have an anxiety attack just being in a room by yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because it's just like, I feel like the weight of the world is yeah. like falling on me and there's so much to do and I can't do it all. And then you're like, Oh, I'm not good enough. And like, then you get to that thought of why do I have anxiety? Why do I feel this way? This is awful. Like, what am I doing wrong? And you just kind of, one day I just decided I wasn't going to have anxiety anymore. It worked pretty well actually so just, most people don't do that yeah but you just like have to make that conscious decision of i'm not going to react to this so, going back to the antidepressants it's interesting because i um i don't know a lot about antidepressants but i feel like i've heard that one of the side effects is anti of antidepressants is um depression suicide yeah oh. my <laughs> i just find that um, that one's always trips me out but it isn't you were I can no longer be on antidepressants because I had suicidal thoughts while on them. And you told your doctor that. Mm -hmm. And so, okay. So and isn't that, a, so, so, and then, and yet CrossFit cured you of that. Yeah. I haven't been on medication in a year and a half since January of 2017. 
like no medication at all for that. And I really don't have symptoms of my disease anymore. Like sometimes I'll have a flare up or something. Like I know I'm going to get home tomorrow and feel like crap. But Most people do after leaving us. Yeah, sure. <laughs> 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 Just like flying and time change and being in an airport. Yeah. I need to have a schedule. Like that's the biggest way to keep my symptoms under control. But also like the biggest thing with fibromyalgia, maybe even just autoimmune diseases in general, if you're moving, you're going to feel better, which is life in general too. But mm. I went out on a limb the other day and said, like, I think if every person with fibromyalgia did CrossFit, their symptoms would go away. Now, let me ask you this. I, I agree too. I think everything goes away when you do CrossFit. Um, isn't it so painful that you can't do CrossFit? Yeah, the first like month to three months is really hard. Like I've heard people say you do a workout and when you have fibromyalgia and then for the next week you can't even move. You're just like... But can you when you start CrossFit anyways? <laughs> right. Like, That's true. What, what exactly is the pain like? Uh, mine is very much joint pain. Like... Like knees, achy. ankle, yeah. Um, and just like achy, throbby type of thing. All your joints? Um, mine is mostly knees, hips, lower back, and then like my fingers will hurt a lot. So let's let's go back before you had diagnosed with fibromyalgia. So mm -hmm. you, you tell me tell me how like what happens? You go to the doctor so, and you're like, Hey, I hurt my knee hurts. Um yeah, so I had surgery on my ankle in April of 2016 okay and before that I was like oh, everything hurts but I was like oh I'm probably just like overcompensating because my ankle's so messed up and then I had surgery I was on bed rest for like two months couldn't do anything and I was like everything hurts I'm like well dude you're laying on a couch all day watching Netflix no wonder everything hurts go to physical therapy everything still hurts and I'm like okay well if it hurts after physical therapy then I'll go to the doctor um, because and it was your ankle where you had the surgery? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And after physical therapy was over, I was like, yeah, everything still hurts. And there's basically in my family, on my mom's side of the family, it's not, do you have an autoimmune disease? It's which one do you have? Like mm. all of my aunts have one. My grandma had it, my mom, everything. So just called the doctor. I was like, hey, can we run an autoimmune panel? See what happens. And he's like, there's nothing wrong with you. Like did the test. Nothing came back. So he sent me to a rheumatologist. Were you disappointed? Um, I was kind of frustrated because I was like, dude, something's wrong. He's like, yeah, okay, we'll send you to a rheumatologist. And when I went to see the rheumatologist, we were talking about things and he was like, well, you don't have scleroderma, which is what my mom had. I was like, awesome. And then he told me that I had fibro and that I'd have it for the rest of my life. It won't kill me. I'll just have it forever. So you told a doctor, sorry, that your ankle hurts. They ran some tests. They couldn't find out what it was. No, I just told him everything hurt. Okay. I was like... Because he knew, so my mom went to the doctor in this office and I go to the other doctor because my doc, my original doctor is like 70 and he's going to retire. Um, so I started going to the younger person and he's very, like, he trusts me if I ask for something to be done, he'll do it. Um, and he's like, yeah, sure, let's run the test, whatever, it's just blood work. And everything came back normal. And I was like, um, this isn't normal. Like something is wrong with me. Um, and that's when he sent me out. Sent you out? To the rheumatologist. And the rheumatologist then diagnosed you mm -hmm. with... I want... God, I'm... Uh, hmm. 
And so what do you tell the rheumatologist that he um, gives you? The, what do you have to tell him he, to get the diagnosis? He goes through a bunch of questions of like, how's this? What's happening here? He touched, there's like pressure points for fibromyalgia. I don't remember how many there are. but Yeah, if you, I saw it on the wiki page. Yeah, if you get like a certain fraction of them, it's pretty obvious. Um, having anxiety and depression were pretty obvious. IBS problems, things like that. And he was really the first doctor that ever said like, okay, you need to change your lifestyle because if you don't change your lifestyle you're never going to get better this is pre-crossfit pre-crossfit april of 2016 that's like six months before you start crossfit well this was in june of 2016 because it took a little while to okay. get into the doctor and stuff so yeah what would that be five, five six months yeah okay four or five months and when he diagnoses you with that is there a sense of relief no no i was pretty upset because in my mind it was, I have this for the rest of my life. I'm never going to get better. It's such an, ab is, it, is it abstract? I want to say it's such an abstract. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of people will say like, you don't even want that on your chart because doctors will automatically negate you of like, everything's made up. Like you're a hypochondriac. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Ask Dr. Bob about that. Okay. I'm actually really curious to know his opinion on it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so he sent I, me, he sent me some stuff to read. I read it. He didn't express to me whether um, he's pretty, he's a, he's a straight shooter. But I didn't I, I didn't get an angle in his emails that he sent me when I told him you were going to be on the show. He mm -hmm. didn't he didn't he didn't try to be like it's bullshit. Dig here or oh yeah, it's very serious. He just said hey, yeah. here's some stuff. I think like this is the only thing that I complain about, and I don't even complain about it. Like. When I told my coaches that I had an autoimmune disease and a broken ankle on day one, they're like, what? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Whatever, we'll get through it. So doctors, at least in my experience, most doctors trust me and they're not like, you're making this up, you're crazy because I'm not complaining about anything other than this hurts. Um, Let me ask you this. This is a test question. <laughs> you had sur ankle surgery and you said you were in bed rest for two months. Mm -hmm. Now you're a CrossFitter and you're going to have surgery again. Will you stay in bed for two months? Um, one, I'm not even confident I'm choosing to have surgery. And two, no. Yes. Pat, you pass on both. I'll literally be back both. in like that three, was trick. That was three two, weeks. That was two questions. <laughs> <laughs> because. We're um, made to heal on the move. Now, does that mean you should be skipping rope on, on your broken recently surgery ankle? Did you see that ankle? video? No. No. What, what in the open, I did for what workout had double unders in it. Is that 18.3? Uh, 18 yeah, 18.3. Yeah. Um, I'm not allowed to jump on my right foot. So I did single leg, single unders for the workout. Because I awesome. was like, I want this to count. And my coach, oh my gosh, he was like, you shouldn't do that. That's a bad idea. I was like, well, I want to score. I'm doing it. And and how were you afterwards? Uh, Yeah, my hip hurt the next day for a couple days. I bet. It was like not pain. It was sore. Calf too. No, that really wasn't. Hmm. I was kind of surprised, but... I'm awful at single unders anyways because I never do them because I'm not supposed to. So I saw a, a bunch of people um, sent me a video recently that some idiot posted uh, about where he talks about how soreness is bad. And that's one of the things that's not good about CrossFit is that it causes soreness. Couldn't, so I couldn't live without it. And I just loved the fact that when I go to your one of the things that you love about CrossFit is the fact that you get sore once in a while. And yeah. it's like, yeah. And it lets you know that you did something. I'm sore right now. Yeah. We did heavy deadlifts yesterday morning, and I sat on a five-hour flight. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. incredible how often that happens at affiliates. I swear, whenever I have to do like a transcontinental flight, it's always heavy deadlifts the day before. Was, what was it? It was 15 minutes of 30 air squats, 20 handstand push-ups, and 10 heavy deadlifts. Do you go below parallel? 
Um, yes and no. Cur- I, there's something wrong with my knee right now. Squatting below parallel hurts, but when that's not a problem, yes. So you're diagnosed with fibromyalgia a year ago. Two years ago. Almost to the day. Two years ago. Yeah. And um, five months later, you start CrossFit. How does how do, how does how does your fibromyalgia um, react to your crossfitting? Um, it was rough at first. Like everything was rough. Um, my hormones were completely out of whack. My period was crazy. Like I had to call my doctor. I was like, "What is happening?" From me? CrossFit. Yeah, the awesome. first month it was like, but now it's normal. Better than ever. This is weird to talk about. Whatever. Hey, was it, is it <laughs> normal? Your, is it normal your whole time? Like when you're when, when you're how old are you when you got your menses? 12, 11, 12. Because, you know, you always hear, people, you always hear people say that, um, and, and when you were doing the caloric restriction, did it go away? Um, did your menses stop? No. They just, were they normal? Yeah, they were. I've always had kind of weird ones, like not super regular, but since starting CrossFit, like I can tell you within the hour, and it's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Do you know when you're ovulating? No. No. I don't pay attention. That'll come next. Not trying to have children, so. That'll come next. What is it like a feeling or you just you track it? Yeah, you feel it. The ladies start <laughs> to feel it. I can tell you like the week before I want every single piece of food on the planet and I get grouchy, just like moody. Yeah, all the dudes on the world can tell you the week before too. And then No comment. I like I know when it's gonna start. Like literally this past month I was like, Oh, I think I'm gonna start and I was like shopping with one of my friends in Columbus. We get out of the car, go to the bathroom, and I was like, Yep, there it is. Hey, wow. The 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 woman's cycle is one of the most amazing mechanisms on this fucking planet. It's cooler than a Tesla. And <laughs> <laughs> Model S or E? All of them put together. Okay. And the fact that you guys do that and that um the way it's tied with the moon and the way it's tied with other women and 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 the way your biology works around it is like one of the most beautiful, amazing things ever. There should yeah. never be anything weird about talking about it. But I will, what I was wondering is, is like, I know that they say women who get lose too much body fat, their menses will become irregular. And I'm getting from you that you were really heavy and your menses were irregular. Yeah. And now you're but normal. But I think if I got. They're normal. Yeah. I think if I got, I mean, if I lost too much, then they would become irregular too. Yeah, I actually just right. saw a chart. I don't know how accurate this chart was, but I saw one like yesterday. Um, oh, obese to beast posted it. I saw that he was on here. That was a recommendation I made. Um, and I was like, Oh, because we just did like this challenge at our gym for the summer. And one of the things is body fat percentage. And I hit like the healthy, whatever. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. And I've never, I was like, Oh, overweight is not a word in my life anymore which is crazy. Is it scary posting those pictures of yourself, like no. just in a bra and underwear? No, the first one was, but after that, no. And I still, like, my family freaks out. They're like, you need to cover up. I'm like, shut up. It's my life. You know, What's Nor- the difference between that and a bikini other than it makes people uncomfortable? Right. And I'm like, I'm just going to choose to be real about it and be vulnerable and whatever. People will get over it. You're, I, in my mind, you're doing a massive, uh, you're doing a massive public service. Yeah. It makes, it makes other girls feel comfortable and it preaches body positivity and just being comfortable with who I am. Um, yeah, that's a great picture. Is that the first one? No, this was the most recent one. Um, the first Look how one, you hold the phone is even different. <laughs> yeah, it's very strident. Post. Yeah, you're like one of them's yeah. like, like I'm insecure, I don't want to do this. That and the other one's like, stuff. fuck you. Here, <laughs> um, No, the first one wasn't even, like I had a sweatshirt on and I was kind of like holding it up. 
Um, and that oh, was, so this isn't the first one. No, this is the most recent one because this was one ninety nine. Or do you mean like the first side by side? That's the first one I just remember seeing. Oh, well, this is the first one on my Instagram, but not the first one I ever posted. Did I post them like every three weeks? Do um, you have a scale at home? I do. And is it, have you thought about getting rid of it? Yeah, I have. And I, I can't do it yet, which is not one day I'll get there. I still, I weigh myself twice a week. On, on certain days? Yeah, Tuesdays and Fridays. Maybe you could just cut back and just do it once a week. Yeah, I only do that because of my nutrition coach. <laughs> I don't coach. really care. I'm just saying. No, I, yeah, I only do it because of my nutrition coach. I stayed that's in a hotel this week and I almost always weigh myself in, when I go to hotels because that's the only place I see a scale and I forgot to. It was, uh. it was whatever. Uh. I don't really. Did you say uh? Yeah. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> I don't really think about it anymore. <clears throat> like. How did your, with the first day. When you went and did CrossFit, was your fibromyalgia just killing, stinging, burning, hurting? Um, everything hurt. <laughs> I remember... Did you so, cry? No. Didn't hurt that the bad. The next day was something. And we I go to school on a very hilly campus, and there are a lot of stairs. And the first day we did... What did we learn? Hang cleans? So hamstring activation. And I was, like, blown away that holding a PVC pipe in a certain position could be that awful. Um, but, yeah. So I was pretty sore the next day. But yeah, like the first month was hard as far as fiber. You got concerned. amazing stimulus from doing hand cleans with a PVC pipe. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I love yeah. hearing that. I firmly Greg believe would in love a PVC to hear pipe. That. Yeah. I have one in my bedroom. I bought one. Um, How long did you use the PVC? Um, I, in that workout, we did a workout and we used like a training bar, so like a 15 pound bar or something. I used that for a while, and then we have, like, the junior bar or something that's, like, 22, and I switched to that, and then now I always use the girls' bar. But and, and and so your fibromyalgia... It, it took about a month, and then I was good. And you worked right through it. Yeah, there's a post about that of just, like, realizing a month in, like, my symptoms were gone. And, and when you say a month, is it three days a week? Um, I think I, the first two weeks I went three days a week and then I switched to four and slowly made my way to five, sometimes six now, but. And are you addicted to working out? Yeah. I woke up at like 4.30 this morning and I couldn't sleep and I almost just went to the hotel gym. <laughs> I was like, maybe I shouldn't. It's just like, it's a release. It's, it's the endorphin release that I just enjoy. And it's just fun. Like. I like feeling like I'm gonna die. <laughs> so you worked. So you worked out for a month, and you, at this point, you hadn't changed your diet. You were still doing caloric restriction, and you hadn't talked to Nick. Correct. About diet. We should give a shout out to Vinny too. Vinny's great. Hey, yo, Vinny. He's also an owner, and he's the brother. You know how you said if doctors see um, fibromyalgia on your record, that there's a, you know people say they'll judge you as being hypochondriac. Yeah. That you should see how people judge him for being named Vinny. I don't think well his it's Vince. Vince. Uh, Vincent Vince, is Vince. actually his name, but we call him Vinny. Um you so 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 cuz cuz I I, I want to feel like the diet played a huge role in, in it too. It did. It definitely did when I um switched to things and even now so for the past 6 months I've dialed in my nutrition a lot like track everything that I eat, macros whatever and mostly clean i'm not gonna lie and say that i don't eat ice cream and taco bell because i do and what's that look like what do you what, what's what's eating look like to you 
Um, what like, we just like what did you eat, what did you eat this morning? What did I eat this morning? We went to what is that place called? Auntie Mames. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah? Because it was close to the hotel, and I had like the veggie scramble with egg whites and okay. potatoes. Okay. So, the typical like for the most part typical CrossFit cheese. Diet. Yes. Coffee. Uh, I got coffee when we left. Cold brew, half and half. Juice. Nope. Really drinks juice other than kombucha. Um, Black label. No. Black, Black bottle. I'm Black not bottle. 21. Black bottle kombucha. I'm not old enough. Yeah, it's crazy. They do cardio sometimes. Yeah. Are you the youngest person we've had in here besides Shiloh? No, I think um, Alexandra Tilton. Did you see that one? Uh, no, I haven't She's seen that. She's Canadian. I saw Shiloh's. She had an eating disorder. No, I haven't seen that one. I should watch it. Yeah, that was intense. That'll be my on the list for Monday at work. Good. Um, I work and listen to podcasts. I do. That's what I do at work, too. I did six in one day once. Listen to me. What? Six. six in one day? Yeah. Six of these podcasts? Um, I think there were like three of these, maybe four, and a couple of Bergerons. Holy shit. Do you feel like you know us? Yeah. I do. That was crazy. I was telling my <laughs> friends, they're like, does it feel real yet? I was like, I just feel like I'm going to talk to my friends. Like, yeah, I wow. see this room all the time, and like, I, I knew what you were going to ask. I wasn't shocked. Like, I just... You're just yeah, we need to make we need we need a new shtick. Yeah, starting to get tired. No, it's <laughs> it's great. Like I feel like I actually know you, and any everything. But anyways, food. You probably know me better than I know me. When I go back and listen to him, I'm like, I said that. Oh, yeah. I'm never shocked by what you say anymore. Okay, good. There are some days I'm like, oh, he's gonna ask this, asks this. Oh, you're predictable. <laughs> oh, man. But Thanks, Matt. Tired and old. <laughs> in my defense, you said there's almost 100. I've probably watched 60 of them. Wow. That's and good. I watched yeah, to the end. Yeah, you do know end. me better than I know myself. He said no one watches to the end. I watch to the end. I, I think just, I just say that so I feel better. I'm, I say stupid shit at the end. I, I legitimately believe that. I, I want to say it was like 40 in before I actually believe people listen to the show. I do. Yeah. Thank you. I think... I, the first one I watched was Dan's when you interrogated him about every single part of his life. Did that hurt your feelings? No. Oh, you weren't like, what a dick. Get off my boy, Dan. <laughs> some, no, people, some people caught feelings That's just that. you and Dan. Right. Like, that's just whatever. But you're, you're a healthy woman. You're a healthy woman. <laughs> Miss, Miss yeah, very intelligent. I think. Volmer. Yeah. Yes. Not Volimer. Volmer. Volmer. Um, so, so going back to the diet. Yes. So um, I still eat dairy. I don't mm-hmm. eat a ton of it. I limit that because it can get too much. Um, mostly don't eat gluten and yeah, you're, you're typical CrossFit. You're two. How long are you going to do CrossFit? Forever. And you're, you've been doing it two years. Almost. Almost two years. And you, you flew here with two friends Mm -hmm. and, and why did they, that's expensive to fly out here. Yeah. Um, they wanted to come and figured why not? They do CrossFit. It makes it more fun. We're going to go do stuff today, so. I think they've pet every single dog in the office. Probably. I've just kind of seen outside of the whole time. I'm kind of jealous that they're petting dogs. <laughs> that hurts. Um, <laughs> I mean, I love dogs. But yeah, like, this is, this is one of those things that, like, are you going to say no to coming to California? And you, you. Mm. Yeah. You didn't have, you didn't have, like, an, uh, an idealized upbringing. No. You weren't you weren't the, the white picket fence with a mother and dad who loved them and a and a brother who was a year younger than you and the dog. You, and and you and you were born, you know, 27 days in the in the hospital right after you're born with a couple blood transfusions is pretty pretty intense too. 
and and in your in your in your your role models for, for you, you, your mom's was you know obviously circumstantial and your dad's behavioral weren't paragons of health correct and yet at 21 you're you're catching it and trying to and and, and or at 18 you're catching it and slamming on the brakes mm-hmm. and um and obviously there were some crazy when you slammed on the brakes there was a little bit of carnage you know the the thoughts of suicide the medication the um, eating disorder if you could talk to yourself um earlier like if you could talk to a 14 year old olivia what would you say to her oh is there anything you can say to her you found the church group at 13 yeah which is a blessing right yeah for sure honestly i don't think i'd change anything i think um everything happened at the time that it needed to happen for me to be ready if i had gone to college one year if i hadn't taken my gap year i wouldn't have had the roommate that i had i wouldn't have started crossfit all of those things still i mean everything would be different and i'm not just saying that to be like oh everything happens for a reason but like everything that has happened has made me who I am today. And I'm really proud of who I am today. Like I'm very, I'm happy with myself. I love myself. Like, and yeah, those are things that I fought for really hard and gone to therapy for, for years. Um, but I'm here and like, I'm doing it. And every day is just like the whole thing of like progress instead of perfection, because I'm never going to be perfect at it. I'm never going to be the games athlete. I have no desire to be, (laughs) but I can be the best CrossFitter that I can be and just the best person that I can be. Like you said about Gary, like I realize that if I'm just desiring to be the best version of myself, then everything else is just going to fall into place. Like, sure, I didn't get a 4.0 GPA, but I didn't hate myself when I didn't do that. I was just like, okay, whatever. Like I gave it what I had. And also knowing everything else that I balance in my life of doing CrossFit, working how much I work taking the classes that I'm taking, having the social life that I have, influencing other people's lives. I had a lot of family stuff happen this semester. And yeah, I wouldn't give, I'd say keep on doing what you're doing. How did your dad lose all the weight that he lost if he's not doing CrossFit? Um, just eating better. And, and he walked a lot. And who put him on that diet? His cardiologist. It was a, it was just like low sodium lots of fruits and vegetables type of thing there wasn't any set thing other than low sodium and i cooked most of the food in the beginning we had to track like his vitamin k levels because that messes with the blood thinner that he was on Um, but now he's off almost all of his medication his heart's completely healed and he's pretty healthy and he quit smoking too quit smoking yeah um what i mean what did he cut out to lose 160 pounds you have to cut some shit out um no more soda no, he still drinks pop. You guys call it soda. That's so weird. Yeah, more pop. Ohio. Uh, my grandparents called it pop. Ohio. Pop. They're from Iowa. Pop. He's still drinking the dew. Uh, he doesn't drink Mondew. He drinks 7-Up. But uh, no caffeine. Yeah. I went home a couple weeks ago. He was in a motorcycle accident, which is crazy. Um, what kind of motorcycle does he have? He has a Harley Davidson Street Glide. Good man. Wasn't that what Dan? Oh, no. Tyson has a Street Glide, right? It's blue. He likes it. I hate the thing, but yeah, so he wrecked that. What's he say about your weight loss? We don't really talk about it. 
He's not like, oh my God, Olivia, you're so beautiful. I'm so proud of you. Go, girl. He, I mean, he says that he's proud of me, whatever. It's always like... Whatever. Oh, I hope he doesn't watch this. It's like very much a... We have like a Facebook relationship. Like he'll comment on those pictures and be like, hey, I'm proud of you. Love you. But like that's not really anything we say in person. Um, and maybe it's just something that he doesn't know how to address. For the longest time, I didn't want to lose weight. Like I purposely chose not to because I thought that it would make him feel bad and feel guilty for not guiding me in the right direction in the first place. Wow. That's some convoluted shit. Like I literally didn't want to do that. And I hid it from him for so long because I didn't want him to feel bad because like, sure, he could have made better decisions, but I'm also a firm believer in he did what he thought was right. He did what he could do. I mean, he was right. a single parent raising two children, and he was disabled. Like, that's a lot to that's deal with. That's a very mature understanding of life at the age of 21, and that Thanks. is probably one of the truest things that's been said in here today. That, yeah. Yeah. Your parents are just people. Yeah. Like, I'm not... Fucking working the hustle. For all you know, he has anxiety, and he has this and that and this. and. Yeah. And I... I people ask me if there's like resentment there and maybe a little bit from the beginning but like once I got to high school I knew what was healthy and what wasn't I knew I shouldn't eat Taco Bell for dinner every day that was on me that was my decision I I think once you're the age of 14 you choose what you put in your mouth like and I had a job so it's not like I couldn't buy my own food if I was was buying fast food all the time so like that's on me that's not on him do you think transformation at her age is is unique as opposed to like in your 30s like do you think she's er an early early blossomer uh i yes but i think i mean this is just a mess short version of this but i think what you had to go through in your life you really had no choice mm. i think the odds are just stacked against you from the get-go like when i think when we were going through your timeline and it was like i was seven i was seven in this happened i was seven seven mm. just yeah. kind of added up yeah like i think you were forced to f confront so many things early in life that you had the ability to do that. So to answer your question, yes, I think it's, it's extraordinary. Is your situation um, mostly um, um, because of the role models you had? What do you mean, situation? You just put, put putting on all this weight, being depressed, um, like. Like, I don't know what, I want to give you more choices um, than role models, but like, yeah. like nothing, like, like, of course your mom passed away at seven, but like, but what caused this cascade to come to a point of suicide? I think that we are the direct reflection of our surroundings and not just my immediate family, but just my family in general is very, mm, how do I say this respectfully? It's just very broken and like not your typical what we want it to be and what I maybe would have desired out of a family. And, you know, also crediting to my dad, his dad wasn't the best. Like his, his dad was abusive. His dad was a lot of things. So he did better than what his dad did. And, you know, maybe when I have kids, isn't that all of our goals, like as parents to do better than what our parents did? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it's a reflection of my surroundings and knowing that, like, I lost my mom at a young age. I lost my Nana, which was my best friend. My siblings, my brother and sister lost their dad when they were, like, 20, 21. Um, my oldest brother, I, he's 35, doing his own thing. He's in prison. Like, there's just so many things. That's what you call doing your own thing? Well, you said, is he doing his own oh. thing? I'm like, yeah, sure. Oh, like, yeah, he, wow. He lives in Florida, and he's in and out of prison, has been since I was in third grade. Wow. So, like, there's a lot of things that 
were messy and just not good. But I also had really great people at church or now at CrossFit that like I chose to surround myself around those people and get the influence that I wanted and the person that I wanted to become because I like I always believed in myself. I'm the first one of my dad's kids to go to college, only one. Um, there's only a few cousins on either side of my family that have gone to college. Um, so I just decided to create that for myself instead of living in that, which I feel bad saying that cause I love my family, right. but like right. I wanted to rise above that. I wanted to create a different future for myself and that hasn't come without resistance. Like there are comments that are said all the time from my family that I'm like, how in the hell are you not proud of me? Right. Like right. how, right. how do you choose to say, Oh, you're really bulky. Okay. Well I work out. Sorry. Like, or it used to be you eat terribly. Well now you eat too healthy. You're never going to make anyone happy. Like it's just, yeah. I heard, I, uh, I, uh, I was out with a friend of mine this many, many years ago, pre pre 20 years ago before I even knew about CrossFit. And my friend had this uh, girlfriend and he was living with her at the time and he ordered a salad and she f- exploded on him because she said, you make me feel bad because you eat so healthy and like truly oh. yelled at him for that. And I was, I get that a lot. That was like, I think like, that was like one of the first times I saw crazy. Like my I was like, friends, oh, that, that's crazy. My friends will <laughs> that's, literally that's, say that is crazy. T- I mean, that's, that's what will your friends say? Like my friends will literally say, oh, I can't eat this because you're here. Or I can't do this because you're here. Or we can't watch Netflix because you want to go do this. And it's like, those things aren't true. Like, I mean. You should say good. I mean, it's like I one of those things. I should charge you for that influence. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, eat what you want. Like, make those decisions. You're your own person. Yeah. But know the consequences of your decision. And, yeah, like, I, whatever. She truly got mad at him. I believe it, it, that. It was amazing. That was back in the 90s? late 90s early yeah he said 20 years ago it's 2018 Clinton administration I know I just like jabbing at him that's crazy I was like just born yeah I wasn't (laughs) I wasn't very I didn't contribute much to existence at that time what you you had 199 as a number it makes sense it's under 200 yeah is there another number that you're like okay it would be you know um I'd asked my doctor the last time I saw him just you're tall right yeah, I'm like 5'8". Okay. I asked my doctor what a healthy weight was, and he went off and complained about the BMI scale and how false it is, and I was like, hey, I like you. Because um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I totally agree. And he basically, he's like, I think you'll find yourself in the 170s. Like, that'll be a weight that you're pretty happy with and you feel good with and whatever. Went to my nutrition coach, didn't tell him what my doctor said. He said the same exact thing. So maybe that, um, there's also this discussion of extra skin because it's there and it's real. And I'm like, well, you can't lose it. You can't just like make it go away unless you have surgery. I still don't know how I feel about that, but I don't, there's not really another number. It'd be cool, I guess, but I think 160 would be cool. I think that's too like, maybe not. There we go. We got the number. But that's like halfway. That's one half. But I think, Mm. I don't know. Like. The goal's a goal as arbitrary as it is. Yeah, exactly. It's like whatever weight I feel the best at, then that's cool. You, I mean, you're playing with something. Kind of, I mean, like I'm happy now. You're, yeah, and 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 
you're just you're, you're you're playing with something also like part of me wants to be like yeah go down as skinny as you can and just try it but but you're also this is a drug this food thing yeah that's where the eating disorder comes back and, and i never so wanted it's to like, be that part of me wants to be like go down as skinny as you can and like and then like and then feel that and then go up 20 pounds and like and like and you know feel around while you have the discipline it doesn't hurt to but go like, skinny but then we've had other people in here like we had danny and travis in here and we, i think we spoke with danny a little mm-hmm. bit about it like mm-hmm. the first time she came in here i was like whoa she's really thin man mm-hmm. i mean she lost a lot of weight and um you know you which brings me to my thought of this, and I've thought it a few times during this call, during this talk. You, the last two years, you've just been going through change and getting to celebrate change, and it's such a high, right? It's like yeah. holy shit, holy shit. There's gonna be, become a point mm-hmm. where you just have to be done. Yeah, and and you just be a normal person with no like. I mean, you'll have, you'll have the story, but you'll be just like. And and you kind of watch Obese to Beast is dealing with that, yeah, right? Like yeah. he's, he's. I relate to him a lot. He's um yeah what he's an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. He, um, I, if I had him on again, I would really want to talk about that. What's he doing to still feed that high of change? But but I mean he's done. I mean like now yeah. he has to main now he has to, he's made it to the battle line. Yeah. Now he's got to fight it. Right? I think. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on that. Um, shoot. Totally just lost what I was going to say. I think, yes. Am I still going to lose? Probably. Um, I just finished cutting. I hate saying that, but yeah, I finished that this week and now I'm like, yes, I get to eat more food for the next three months. And I'm so excited because in that restriction of calories again, which was very monitored and safe and honest, (coughs) I felt like I was going back towards that eating disorder state and I didn't like it and it was awful. Um, but I obviously like I had a goal that I wanted to hit and it was a short period of time, whatever. Um, but yeah, I have that fear of like, I say, like I told my coach three days ago, I was like, I'm done. I'm never cutting again. I'm happy with where I'm at. And now I'm like, well, you know, maybe we can just go a little bit lower and get to this point. And like, we did the whole body fat percentage thing and I like did the math on it. If I lose another 22 pounds, I think it was, I'll be at 18% body fat. Wow. Yeah, which is crazy. Like That is crazy. And that tells me, number one, that there's a lot of extra skin because I, I can't imagine losing much more than that, which will also put me in the 170s range. So maybe that's the end goal, but I don't want to like overly strive to get there. And I think the way to combat that feeling of like the high of like, always being happy is just across it like you're constantly working towards something new and there's a lot of things that like for instance we have a goal board at our gym and I wrote the 199 up there and I got to check that off and then I looked at it I was like okay well still don't have a pull up with a band so that's next like and that's number one that's an awesome way to humble yourself of like yeah I hit this goal well that's still there um so there's still those things that like we're always going to be working at once I get a pull up it's gonna be like okay can I do a muscle up and like those things are just going to continue to happen. What do you do? You do jumping pull-ups? I'm not allowed to jump. Um, usually just do ring rows. Like, and, and why? And why can't you do them with a band? I just can't do them yet. Not strong enough. No, there's there's ba- there's a band that could shoot you through the ceiling of the Guess place. Guess we just don't have them. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's that crazy yeah, band. Yeah, the you black one. Yeah, you can't even get on it. I think it's blue Red at our blue at our gym. It's, it's like it's ridiculous. Like four inches. We <laughs> had a black ridiculous. one, but I think we got rid of it. I think I can do 
a couple with two orange bands. Did you ever work something? out in a regular gym, a Globo gym with all the machines? Um, we have our campus gym that I would a little bit, and I still do sometimes. Did you ever do the lat pull down? Um, no, but we kind of do that sometimes. Like that's another modification they'll give sometimes. Yeah, we have this one, I think. Oh, that white oh one. yeah, that that white one will throw you through the ceiling of the place. Holy yeah, cow! You can do buddy, buddy, buddy pull up. What is that? For? <laughs> um, Rogue has some great photos. What a great photo on the tire. We'll, we'll take bands and put them on the pull up bar, mm. and then um, put a PVC pipe in it and do lap pull downs like that. So that's a modification that we the, do sometimes, or just to build strength. In my twenties, like in my early twenties, I could never do a pull up. So all growing up, I always did the um, for the presidential test. I always did what the girls did. It was the uh, chin ups, where you um, you hold, you hold oh, it, you hold it. yeah, hold. The, the hold, yeah. You do a pull up and you just mm-hmm. get your chin over it. You jump up there and hold your chin, and they count how many seconds you can keep your chin was over it the bar. Underhand, yeah. underhand or over? I don't remember. Either way, it was. Probably I was like underhand. only one of. I, think so I was like too. two. So be two, <laughs> two dudes did it. And, and the rest of the guys did pull-ups, so I, and, and some of the chicks did pull-ups, but I just did it with the ladies. Anyway, so somewhere in my early 20s, I had this friend who was all juiced up, and, and he was on steroids and did meth, and he was a workout freak, and he, he was somewhere, and he's like, you can't do a pull-up, and I'm like, no, and he's all, it's because you're doing it wrong. And so I was on the lat pull-down machine, and he grabbed my lats, and he said, a pull-up is the contraction of these lats, mm-hmm. and then you could, your body will just go up. It and when, took me so long to figure out how to activate my lats. And you have you figured it out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as he told me that, I went over to the pull-up bar, and I did one. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, figuring that out in, like... What an amazing hanging thing. Hanging knee raises or something. Mm-hmm, like I could mm-hmm. not figure it out for the longest time. Yeah, hanging knee raises. You got to act yeah. when you hurt your shoulder. And right? the you day like... I figured it out, my coach was like, look, that. Like, what? And I was like, how? I don't know how I just did that. And like, there's like the drills where you lay on the ground and like hold a PVC pipe overhead and they press on it. And I think that's finally what made it happen. Um, Congratulations. It's such a yeah, nice feeling. It is. I'm like, oh, now I have lats. Like when they get sore, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> but. Yeah, it's the activate. Do you remember finding your lats? Uh. No, no. <laughs> Eric, do you remember finding your lats? No. Oh. I do. I do. I was too. a swimmer, so it was like constant. I just you just knew you had what lats. you did. Yeah. yeah. That was another. We just got ski ergs at our gym like mm-hmm. a couple months ago. That's been helpful to continue to do that. And yeah, there's a lot of lat there. Yeah, cool. and just and and I don't run, so. Well, are you ever I gonna run? I don't know. It causes a lot of ankle pain, and that's still the debate of do I have surgery? Do I not? Doctors are telling me an ankle replacement is my only option. And doing that basically loses all mobility for the hope to run and jump, but giving up CrossFit. And I'm just, yeah, I'm still weighing that back and forth. I so mean, the good thing about CrossFit is we do have the ski. Or yeah, we have, we have so the many rower. Other things. Have you tried the, the biker? The assault bike? No. The biker but the assault cool. bike is literally the worst thing on the planet. I did Murph with the assault bike mm. three miles each time. Jesus. Yeah, let me tell you, three miles on that after 300 air squats was not an experience that I ever wanted to have. <laughs> That's awesome. How long did that take you? Uh, the whole thing took me 56, 32, I think. So three miles, ring rows, push-ups on a box, air squats, three miles. I saw someone, uh, I saw Murph time the other day, mm. an hour and 42 minutes as <laughs> RX. So like, like, that is a long time. Like 100, 200, 300? With the vest. Yeah, we yeah. didn't partition it this year. We went 
we did chipper style where the first year I did it, we partitioned and I did half. Um, yeah, that's a great workout. But my half time was like, <laughs> no, Merce, oh, yeah. I like, it. I, 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 I like it, but I've broken it up a couple of times or partitioned it, but I like it just regular how it's written. No, I don't like the pushups like that. It's that, tough. That got hard. I mean, even I, on a box. I, I think getting to the air squats and you're like, see three three hundred no, the air squats for me i literally did sets of 50 just down and up like air uh, squats are my favorite part of that workout uh, i don't know why. you have a good pain threshold i guess i don't know thanks for sharing your story of course it's uh i mean it's not the end but it's got a happy ending yeah that's not the end i no. think it's just the beginning of it um Thanks for coming in. I hope it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. It's great. I don't think this is going to require any editing. Is it, Eric? No. We just roll this out tomorrow. We, we could. Tonight. Oh, my goodness. We were actually live, right, Eric? Yeah. Uh, you. you know, we, we so basically what happened, I should, probably should have started the podcast off like this, but we, we, were, we had like 14 podcasts in the bank. Mm-hmm. So we really haven't done, we've only done like one podcast in the last seven weeks, five weeks. If you don't count any of the regional ones, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and then we had Ronnie Teasdale in here a couple of days ago to warm up, and that thing got so squirrely. I don't know if that thing's gonna air. We got speed wobbles right out, right out, <laughs> right out the gate. <laughs> he was ama- he's amazing, <laughs> but it just gets crazy in here with him. Just wasn't hasn't he been on here before? He has. Yeah. 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 Who did I? I just watched Jason Ackerman's first one the other day. Oh, oh did yeah. you like it? Yeah. Those, those, those are good. Have episodes. you done your L one? I have not. Are you going to? I want to. Yeah. That's in the list of things to do. My mom is doing her L1 this weekend That's down awesome. in San Diego. I saw someone at the breakfast place this morning yeah. with uh, MD shirt on. Mm. Yeah, people wear those with pride around here. Yeah, I was going to ask him, but I was too afraid. Can I get one of those? No, he just like looked kind of intimidating. Oh, uh, who was it? I don't. I have no idea who it was. Intimidating here? No, it was at breakfast. I know, but he's a CrossFitter for sure. Well, he definitely yeah. works here. He was like bald. Sean Woodland. No, no. He was Joe Novello. John? John I Kramer. I have no idea who you're talking How about. How old is he? How old was he? Uh, older, like in his 40s 40? at least. Oh, Kramer. It was Kramer. Kramer. Yeah. Kramer's the only one who'd have that shirt. Mustache? He looks like a hitman. Yeah. Bald. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> See why I didn't say anything? Yeah, yeah. Kramer is, yeah. He's probably one of the nicest guys who works here, but he looks like a gangster. Maybe I should go say hi to him. Yeah, we'll go. Because we'll we were literally sitting there at breakfast and we're, I was like, he does CrossFit. He oh, it definitely shirt. was him. He was here during the show. I saw the, I, I saw the shirt. You saw him yeah. Definitely, definitely was him, yeah. We were, like, talking about him, and he kept on looking at us, and we kept on looking at him. We're like, we're just not going to say anything. He thought you wanted him. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what all guys think. No. If you stare at a guy from across the room, he thinks you want him. Yeah, okay. I'm single as all get out, so. Two hours and 22 <laughs> minutes in, finally some wisdom. Two, two, two. Has it seriously been that yes. long? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Um, You ready to work out? Yeah. We're all going to work out together? What Your friends are we going to work do? out? I don't know. Matt, are you going to work out? I worked out this morning. Okay, I'm gonna work out, no, Eric. You work out? I got I got some uh, work to do. I'll come down and I'll come down. And run my mouth. On. You'll bring your golf club. Yeah. Do you wanna? Do I want what? You know. Do you want to do what Matt normally does right about now? You want to? You want to tell Eric? Uh, what? You know. I mean, you said you listened to the end of the show. You don't do anything. Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. There's one thing we always do. At the end of the show. Maybe I don't Why? listen until the end. <laughs> Eric, land the plane, Eric. Oh. <laughs> That's new. No. No.